Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo. Skag3, whoever he is. Get your quad fascist ass out of here! Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. You are a terrific team on all counts. Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement, this is is the Matt and Blonde Show. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international over depression. Bitch, you got coronavirus. I watch the video and listen to the officer's commands. It is my belief that the officer had the intention to deploy their taser, but instead shot Mr. Wright with a single bullet. Listen to me, baby, that's all you gotta do. I don't believe that officers need to necessarily have weapons uh, every time they, they're they making a, a traffic stop or, or engaged in situations that don't necessarily call for uh, for weapons. We know that there are other many other jurisdictions, even around the world, where uh, that is not necessarily the case. It's not needed. <laughs> you are fake news. You serious? Very fake news. The American people are tired of women. Get out from America, okay? Let me be honest with you. I'm kind of retarded. All right, America, go to the YouTube right now. And also big ups to Rebecca for keeping that woke. Congratulations to both of you. You're awesome. All right, go, go. Yeah, five, four, three. I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can't ask anyone about that. People often do. I'm told this is the Matt and Blonde Show. My name is Matt Christensen. I am flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hi. Coming uh, coming to us from a, an undisclosed location once again, so bear with any uh, technical difficulties we may have. It'll be fine, I hope. And the biggest technical difficulty or technical hurdle is cleared. We are back on YouTube. I'm not sure if it feels uh, right or if it feels wrong, but we are here until Susan's axe swings for good. And that day is not today. It could be tomorrow, though. Who knows? In the meantime, we have plenty to discuss and, of course, plenty with which to bait Susan. (laughs) A, uh, A young man now revealed to be a brony shoots up a FedEx facility in Indianapolis. There's a long running score uh, scourge 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 what's the word scourge scourge of of brony violence we need to confront it's 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 approaching anti-asian hate crime levels brony violence and this is the latest episode a uh i i thought of this story immediately when i saw it of course it was breaking last sunday so it's it's not fresh news but the not at all riots that continue on before the george floyd uh derek chauvin verdict uh comes in this week are certainly continuing news. A female Minnesota police officer accidentally shoots a black guy resisting arrest, intending to tase him. <laughs> and uh, it just, it, it seemed like the ultimate blonde story. So I can't wait mm. to see and hear the reactions. All of uh, this without us getting banned. How? <laughs> it's as though Susan set this up for us. Yeah, I know. Uh, 
And speaking of the Derek Chauvin trial, it will wrap up this week. At least closing arguments are scheduled for tomorrow. We could have a verdict by the time we're doing this show next weekend. And if we don't get the verdict that Maxine Waters wants, she's riling up the crowd, encouraging them to get confrontational. That, that those were uh, or that was her word. So interpret that as you may. But uh, in the context of ongoing riots, confrontational doesn't sound very friendly. Meanwhile, Democrats unveil all sorts of plans to uh, upend our political system, including uh, packing the court or unpacking it, as Jerry Nadler describes it. And we'll uh, check in with all the latest Corona tyranny, including Ontario, Canada, where the people who run the province are at least trying to turn it into a police state. But credit to the police. They're saying, no, we're not going to do that. At least a lot of them. And then we have a case of hoax hate uh, and some hoax hate adjacent stories to close, including a restaurant that allegedly banned joggers. Uh, Based. By which I, I, by which I mean like the apparel. But in this case, a <laughs> jogger wearing joggers was banned from this restaurant, even though white people wearing joggers were mm. allowed to enter. Yet he was also a thief. So all stereotypes fulfilled on this one. <laughs> he definitely he definitely uh, proved everyone wrong about um any sort of assumption that would go along. Yeah, he, he, he really showed. He really showed you. Let's put it that way. Uh, it, it's going to be a jam packed show. And uh, we'll check in with uh, uh, Super Chats on YouTube, Tippy Stream, Trovo and DLive, of course, in between topics. Ten bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good low down money grabbers. We'll take as many as we can until 1130 p.m. Eastern time. So get them in early if you'd like them read. It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show related and support the show over on the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com. And don't forget that the show store is up and running. We have T-shirts. We have mugs. We have hats. We have it all. Plus, on the website, we have special deals from friendly listener-owned businesses as well. This week's feature business is our friends over at Hero Soap Company. Do you love freedom? Do you love being clean? Then you'll love Hero Soap Company, made in the USA. Chemical and fragrance-free. A portion of each purchase donated to veteran and first responder charities. Initial subscription purchase is matched bar for bar and sent overseas to deploy troops. Let freedom clean. Hero Soap Company. That's right. When you try Hero Soap Company, not only are you getting a great smelling all natural product, not only are you supporting military service members at home and abroad, not only do bald eagles circle you in admiration for your patriotism, but when you subscribe. Hero will send their soap to your door each month so you never forget soap at the store. Again, if you're not a bar soap person, no problem. Hero also offers their soaps in a liquid form as well. Hero Soap offers listeners of this show 10% off all their products using promo code MCLISTENER. That's promo code MCLISTENER for 10% off everything from Hero Soap Company. You can find everything you need from Hero Soap plus other uh, great deals from the rest of our friendly listener owned businesses, including charity swipes, Phoenix ammunition, Sonoran defense technologies, and more. That's mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals deals for listeners by listeners. If you are one of uh, the people who did not see last week's show because of the YouTube ban, maybe you're even just learning why we weren't on the air last week on YouTube. Uh, you can find last week's episode on the website as well, mattchristensenmedia.com. And we have a full description and a discussion about what happened and why. And now that we're back on YouTube, 
I can't even really say specifically why we were banned because I'd risk getting banned again. The the short version of the story is someone wrote a joke hit piece and this yes. joke hit piece claimed that this this stream was the was the cure for a hypothetical nonspecific virus <laughs> of current relevance. Yeah, which is an obvious joke, <laughs> Susan. But uh, Susan doesn't care. You can't you can't say those sorts of things. So if you want all the details last week's show, you can, you can get those. But um, huge thank you to everybody who did uh, come over to D Live and Trovo and elsewhere last week. It was seriously incredible to see hardly a drop yep. off in the live audience at all. In fact, basically none. And it was just very humbling to know that even if Susan swings the axe at us, this show will go on. We know you guys aren't going to quit. We're not going to quit. So thank you for uh, providing an excellent end to a very frustrating week. I know we both appreciated that. It was pretty fun, though. We we kind of said whatever we wanted. It was yeah. a spicier show. Yeah, it, uh, there was a little bit of freedom, a little bit of liberation. So almost something to look forward to for when the day of Susan's axe comes. It's coming. Yeah. Um, and just remember, uh, unless unless we previously announced or unless one of us is dead or both of us are dead, the Sunday show carries on. So if you were expecting a Sunday show and you don't see one, there's probably it's probably because someone has has blocked us, has banned us. So head on over to the website to find it, MattChristensenMedia.com. And uh, I've had a lot of people asking me about a newsletter to make announcements and to share videos. I'm considering that. I don't have that in the works. It might be a couple of weeks till I get that all organized. But uh, but yes, I will develop some additional ways to notify you or put some thought to that for the future. I'm going to die of coronavirus and was, it's going to be gonna hilarious. Say, you, are, did you do a bunch of coke before the show or what's with the sniffles? <laughs> no, I feel like a bag of dog shit. I feel pretty terrible. And then I got, you know, all the people that I'm with sick and probably everybody on the plane. Uh, I do wonder if maybe... It is coronavirus. But if my mom's listening, it's not real. Finally, Sorry, your skepticism will uh, get you punished. You will you will learn your lesson the hard way, ha- having contracted coronavirus. Yeah. What if it hits you so hard that you rush out to, well, I guess the vaccine does nothing after the fact, but maybe you get the vaccine to prevent future infection. No, that's never going to happen. I don't, I don't think I have coronavirus. It's like respiratory stuff, but it's mostly just sneezing. Hmm. It'll well, be annoying for everybody. Fresh off banning uh, two weeks worth of this show. Of course, the April 4th show was deleted off YouTube for the hit piece, presumably, that I referenced. And the uh, April 11th show last week was was uh, never allowed to be streamed. Ironically, a perfect week, at least relative to our show. Susan WikiWiki won a free speech award <laughs> this week when we were not allowed to stream and discuss it. But now we can. She's a champion of free expression, according to the Free Expression Awards. Ironically, in her acceptance video, which you can go look at, I did. And it had zero at the time I looked at it, it had zero likes and 74 dislikes. Let me check in on what it is now. I'm so. Oh, it was someone liked it in the meantime. It's now (laughs) one like 121 dislikes for the Susan Wiki Wiki video. How many views does this have? Uh, Let me check once more let's see uh 486 views on the susan video oh my god not well viewed but um in it in this video promoting or receiving the award susan i guess unironically boasted about removing nine million videos in just the last quarter and she says all of them over 90 percent we removed with machines 
which is good because it means if there's content that's uh, violating our policies, we'll find that really quickly. So not only is she boasting about censoring, she's boasting about having AI machines that do it faster <laughs> than ever before. Unreal. Oh, but the the algorithm, it's so easy to get around. I don't know. Uh, is it? I mean, it, it obviously caught us and then some human reviewed it. Or maybe it wasn't the algorithm because we didn't get ding till Tuesday after. So I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, I'll, I'll just find another word for jogger if I have to. <laughs> There's, there, there will always be one. Yeah, there will. <laughs> um, in uh, a little more serious news, uh, Joe Biden is pledging to withdraw all American troops from Afghanistan over the coming months with uh, all troops out by the 20th anniversary of the September 11th attacks. This move will keep troops around a few months beyond the May 1st exit deadline that the Trump administration negotiated last year with the Taliban. There are currently officially 2,500 troops in Afghanistan, but the number fluctuates with uh, about 1,000 more than that, plus 7,000 more foreign troops, mostly NATO troops. Uh, I, I suppose this is uh, news that I, I would like to see. However, I greet this skeptically because, of course, uh, President Obama promised to leave Afghanistan. This article is dated 2014. Um, we had Trump talking about the need to leave Afghanistan many times, even before he became president. And uh, he did negotiate that deal with the Taliban to get us out. But of course, we did not exit during his tenure. So uh, get back to me when this actually happens, I guess. I I'm skeptical that it will. He just wants the troops to involve us in another pointless Middle Eastern affair. We're done with this one. We'll move on yeah. to the next. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, other big news this week, uh, James O'Keefe and uh, a big week for James O'Keefe and project Veritas. Of course, they released several videos of an undercover Veritas journalist on Tinder dates with a CNN technical director. And that, <laughs> that director made several admissions. Uh, he called CNN's coverage of the Matt Gates scandal propaganda. He said, CNN doesn't give much coverage to mass shooters if they aren't white. Uh, he admitted that it's mostly black men behind the anti-Asian hate crimes, but that's a problem because the optics aren't good and CNN is trying to help Black Lives Matter and much more. So after the release of these videos, uh, Twitter permanently suspended James O'Keefe and the Project Veritas account. Twitter claims <laughs> that this is um, this, this has nothing to do with the CNN videos, they say. It's because of a violation of their policy on platform manipulation and spam. What? That's what they're saying. So this policy prohibits misleading others by operating fake accounts as well as artificially amplifying or disrupting conversations through the use of multiple accounts, which is ironic considering that Twitter, their whole business model is artificially amplifying or artificially suppressing certain pieces of news or conversation about that news. When they do it, it's fine. If someone else does it, they're banned. Um, but because of these specific allegations, not the ban per se, but the allegations that he spammed or misrepresented himself through multiple accounts. James O'Keefe is now planning to sue Twitter in federal court with a filing tomorrow for and defamation. Here's what he has to say. And now we're going to go ahead and sue Twitter for suspending my account and falsely and maliciously claiming uh, that I did something that I did not do. We're going to get discovery into Twitter's operations. We can't afford to lose. We can't lose. We've never lost a lawsuit. And we're going to prove malice here. We're going to file a complaint on Monday. And they did this after we released all these bombshell recordings into CNN, showing them, calling themselves propaganda. Okay. 
Um, <clears throat> so the hope here is not necessarily restoring O'Keefe's account. It's about getting more information from Twitter or on Twitter operations and the basis by which they, they make these claims about policy violations. Now, the standard for defamation of a public figure like James O'Keefe is they will have to prove actual malice on the part of right. Twitter, which I, I would not be optimistic about. Maybe, that though, success. they do have a lot of footage and apparently the world's best honeypots. I'm continuously <laughs> impressed. Yeah, um, we did have a caller on Wednesday who was like, I think this guy didn't he felt bad about what he was doing. I think he was self-aware. I watched all these videos this week. Uh, that guy is such an asshole. And I think it's maybe even worse because he knows what he's doing and continues to do it. I don't hmm. care that he's going to get destroyed for this. Hmm. And, and who tells that much to a Tinder date, too? Wasn't it over several, though? I guess it was like, yeah, it, there were days. different locations, but she was yeah. acting really dumb. And maybe that's mm. the key. Hot and well, dumb. Yeah, I suppose I, I wouldn't put a, I wouldn't put a lot of hope in the lawsuit necessarily. But um, no. <sighs> but James O'Keefe and Project Veritas do have a, a decent res- uh, record in court. So we'll see what they can do. Um, but yeah. for, in the meantime, don't plan on following Project Veritas on Twitter because that is probably not going to happen. Still uh, on YouTube for the time being. Though. Yeah. How long is that going to be? You wonder. All right. Tell me about uh, the Brony shooting. Uh, the 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 FedEx shooting in uh, Indianapolis, Indiana. Yeah, it was Thursday, 11 p.m. Gunman arrived at the parking lot of this FedEx in uh, the facility in Indianapolis. He got out of his car and he started shooting at people. He then entered the building, shooting at more people and killed himself. Eight people were killed. Five people were taken to the local hospital. Two others were treated at the scene and released. Of the deceased, four were found in the parking lot and four were inside the facility. Um, As sad as that is, that is not the most interesting part of this story. Law enforcement officials have identified the shooting suspect as 19-year-old Brandon Hole. He had worked for FedEx. There had been shootings before at this facility. I think it was a case of of going postal. Um, Hmm. He got fired last year, it sounds like. Um, and he had some mental health issues. In March 2020, the suspect's mother contacted law enforcement to report that he might try to commit suicide by cop. And then he, um, after that, went to a psychiatric facility for a little while. Um, and he was interviewed by the FBI last April. Apparently, no racially motivated, violent extremist ideology was identified. I saw a whole breakdown of social media. However, he was into my little pony. We have talked yeah. about this brony thing before. I could not for the yeah. life of me remember why we talked about this, but we have talked about it on the show. Um, have there, there been other famous bronies? I know there have been brony incidents. By the way, we might have to back your mic off just a little bit. You're peeking out a little bit on me. So sorry. Thank you for bearing. With, uh, thank you for bearing with our technical issues, audience. It's not bad, but we'll just bag it off a little. Oh, okay. Bit. Um. So yeah, into my little pony and. In this, I think it was a Facebook post. It was timestamped right like an hour before the shooting, less than an hour. It featured a photo of the cartoon pony named Applejack. And it said, I hope I can be with Applejack in the afterlife. My life has no meaning without her. I don't understand this brony thing. I don't, I think it's sexual. I have no idea. I'm not keen on brony culture, but, uh, but it appears he had a social media presence that was, uh, heavily bronified. I, I, I'm baffled by this, but yeah. I don't know. It, it sounds to me like a case of just um, somebody going postal hmm. at a previous work. And we don't know much about his relationship with the workplace other than he worked there briefly. We don't know if he had some bad severance or something. Uh, from what I could tell, he got fired, but I couldn't find the specific details of the firing. Okay. So 
a few interesting other pieces of interest uh, about this story that uh, at least were interesting to me. So, as you mentioned, he was he was known to the FBI. That was April of 2020. He purchased his guns legally uh, March of or no, he purchased his guns legally July 2020 and September 2020. Now, he hadn't committed any criminal acts, but my point is that this was a person who had some issues, who was previously investigated by law enforcement and the FBI, known to those law enforcement agencies, still able to get a gun legally and commit this act. If you think that these people are going to protect you from a would-be shooter, good luck. That didn't happen in this case. Well, he purchased it legally before March 2020 because in the suicide by cop, he was going to use his shotgun and then they seized the shotgun. Oh, well, he used two rifles in this shooting, they reported. Yeah. So he didn't use the shotgun that they seized. And I'm pretty sure he got those legally, too. Oh, okay. So he had guns even prior. Yeah. Gotcha. From what I could tell. So, yeah. And then there was this this uh, witness who spoke on the Today Show on Friday morning. And this I take with a grain of salt because it's secondhand information. But according to this witness, his name is Levi Miller. He works at this FedEx facility. He said, my friend at the time witnessed a man who was not part of the incident but also pulled out a gun from his truck to try to engage the shooter. And he died because of it. Whoa. So I don't, I, I haven't seen confirmation of this. They have released the identities of those killed. So theoretically we could get some vetting on that. Um, uh, but he's claiming basically someone tried to grab his own gun and fight this guy off and was killed by the shooter. So I would like to see if that information is confirmed or, or not. But again, I sort of take that with a grain of salt because this, this guy's there, but he said, according to my friend who also works there, he saw this. This guy didn't even yeah. see it himself. So sort of unclear. And as I mentioned, just the the wave of brony violence in 2017. Fellow avowed brony Randy Stair also committed a mass shooting in Eaton Township, Pennsylvania, killing three people. So was that the only time that we've talked about this brony thing? I think there are, I think there are more, but this is just the one I saw from Ian Miles Chong on Twitter. And also Randy Stair identified as a transgender woman, making him the first woman in history to ever commit a mass shooting <laughs> or at least successfully. Cause don't forget the YouTube shooter tried, but did not succeed. <laughs> she shot two people. Yeah, but she didn't kill anybody. And then she, she killed committed herself. suicide she by ca- shooting herself in the stomach. Remember? Yeah, that? that's right. That's right. I forgot. God, that one was, that was a gnarly one. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk the, the big story of the week. Which is the uh, the Dante Dante Wright incident. So by now you've heard the story, and I'm guessing you've probably seen the body cam footage. It was breaking last Sunday as we were live, and then we got the full details of what happened on Monday morning. And as as people were messaging me with what was coming in from this press conference, I was like, "No, come on, no way! You're telling me you mistook the ta- you mistook your gun for a taser and shot a guy seriously?" And then lo and behold, the body cam footage comes out. 100%, oh my God. <laughs> 100% accurate. And as I said, I immediately thought of you as the police chief is having this press conference because he's describing this horrific collision of progressive worlds. Um, a female cop shoots a black guy because she mistook the taser for the gun. The, the police chief uh, laid it all out and he's already out the door. The, that police chief is gone. They're cleaning house at the city. They're cleaning house at, at the police department. And uh, I don't have the body cam footage handy, but I I decided not to show it anyway because everybody's seen it and because Susan would probably have our heads for it anyway. But if you didn't see it, a male cop is trying to arrest Dante Wright uh, during this traffic stop. 
and Dante Wright starts resisting and he's getting back in his car and he's trying to drive away. And the female cop, Kim Potter, pulls out a Glock. And how long did she have that Glock out in the footage? I don't know. I mean, yeah, it was it was a little bit. But okay, keep going. It just it felt like an eternity. It felt like she had that thing out for 30 seconds, though. I know it wasn't that long, but long enough to look at it on the body cam and realize that's not a taser. That is a Glock. And she runs up to Dante Wright, who's getting in his car. Taser, taser, taser. Bang. Oh, shit. I shot him. Guy drives off. The male cop looks at her like, you shot him. Come on, man. Now I got to move my family out to South Dakota and we're going to have to hide for for the rest of our lives. Okay. 20 year police veteran. Yeah. 26 years on the force. Kim Potter. Oh, it was 26 years. 26 years on the force. And so Dante Wright drives a short distance away and he died of that single gunshot wound. Kim Potter immediately resigned or resigned the next day. And the, and um, and she's now facing second degree manslaughter charges and she's out on bond. Now, as far as what led to the confrontation, because this kind of gets uh, washed away. This, this isn't to say that Dante Wright deserved a death sentence on the street. But again, we're not. We're not dealing with a situation where some innocent saint is just confronted by racist murderer cops. Okay, his mom, Dante Wright's mom, had said, oh, he was just pulled over because he had too many air fresheners hanging from his rearview mirror or some such. And priors. Yeah. So he he was pulled over for expired registration on his car. They 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 uh, run him through their system. They find he has a warrant for misdemeanor firearm charges and. That is the basis for the arrest. So it's a perfectly lawful arrest. Um, and then the, the the Daily Mail did some digging uh, and they found that uh, he's also accused of choking and holding a woman at gunpoint for 820 bucks in 2019. That is not yeah. the basis for why he was arrested here. But um, just, again, relevant for the sort of interaction that police are having. And if you're resisting a lawful arrest, it's not that you deserve a death sentence. But when you start to gamble in that way, things can go crazy. Things can go haywire. They did in this case. I mean, he had it coming, right? Well, depends on who you ask and for what reason. You could argue that the criminality that was already happening was leading him on a path that might le- that might result in this eventually. Or if you are like, um, if you are like <laughs> famous, uh, famous falsely identified mass shooter Sam Hyde, you are an internet prophet on uh on on this topic in general so sam hyde i'm not exactly sure when this this segment was recorded but it was prior to the dante wright shooting and he gave a piece of prophecy that foretold exactly this almost to the specific detail listen to this you ever catch the eye of a female cop man i hope you wore your vest and i i am praying for you because that gun on her waist at some point is going to accidentally go off okay she's going to draw it out thinking it's a taser she's going to have her finger on the trigger before she's ready to fire she's going to do this because you didn't put your hands up fast enough or whatever something you did made her feel threatened you're taller than her she feels threatened for her life she's a female the only recourse the only recourse she has physically is to shoot you and i just Hope that if you ever get pulled over by a woman, you're wearing a fucking bulletproof vest and a Kevlar helmet. Sam Hyde, prophet. That is spooky, so much so that I thought I was being punked by the person who sent this to me. I thought Mm -mm. he must have figured out a way to 
prank post this as though it looked older. I don't know when that was recorded, but the post, the clips post from which I got it was posted March 23rd of this year. How did he do it? Am uh, I missing it's really, something? It's really easy to predict that incompetent female cops are going to <laughs> going to do something like this. I don't know. I, I don't know if a taser has a has a trigger like a gun. I don't even really know what a taser looks like. But how did this happen? I'm not I, I'm not well experienced with tasers. I have asked a few people. Um, they are not that <laughs> similar. They are different in their grip. Usually the taser is yellow or a differentiating color. Uh, usually I'm told you're, that you're supposed to carry a taser on one side and a gun on the other, but I'm sure that policy varies by police department. Uh, apparently this actually has happened before there was a shooting in Oakland where an officer mistook a taser for a gun and shot a guy. This was maybe five years ago, but it does seem like a really egregious mistake, especially in the body cam footage. When you can see her, she has that Glock drawn for several seconds before pulling the trigger. It is baffling that someone would make that make that mistake well do you know if the taser was black or yellow i don't know what color the taser was Mm. Um, if it was yellow this is high level mental retardation yeah uh well what can you do (laughs) this no cops no female cops ever progressivism collides this is what you get you know uh anyway it it, (laughs) the mistake surely will not be limited to kim potter because city leadership and indeed, leadership across the state of Minnesota or the broader Twin Cities area appears to make a, it looks like they want to make additional mistakes on top of this. So I, I just read before we went live that the city of Minneapolis is talking about doing um, exactly what this Brooklyn Park mayor uh, is discussing doing. So the the Brooklyn Park, uh, the city of Brooklyn Park and the police department, they're basically clearing house uh through firings and resignations, the Brooklyn, as I mentioned, the police officer resigned, the chief of police, the chief of police resigned, the Brooklyn Park City Council voted to fire the city manager this week and give control of the police department to the mayor who his name is Mike Elliott, who also happens to be the first black mayor in the history of Brooklyn Park. And this week, he said that he doesn't think it's necessary for police to carry weapons at traffic stops or at least at every traffic stop. And again, this is the same policy idea that the city of Minneapolis is now considering. I don't believe that officers need to necessarily uh, have weapons, uh, you know, uh, every time they, they're, they're making a, a traffic stop or, or engaged in situations that don't necessarily call for uh, for weapons. We know that there are other, many other jurisdictions or even around the world where uh, that is not, you know, necessarily the case. It's not needed. Well, How are you supposed to know which ones are going to go wrong? That's so yeah, stupid. Correct. <clears throat> um, and if you want something that is uh, coincidentally timed, here's a, here's an example of something that seems mundane or unworthy of a weapon at first glance and then turns into something very worthy of uh, a weapon. Uh, Dash cam footage was released this week um, of a New Mexico state trooper who pulled over a guy for his dark window tin on his trunk uh, on his truck. And the confrontation was initially polite and cooperative, but it turns out the person that the officer pulled over was Omar Felix Cueva, a drug dealer with an extensive violent criminal record. Cueva pulled out an AR 15 and gunned down the cop on the the video is so violent there's no way susan will let me show you this but it is out there if you want to watch it um and 
uh, you'd love to ask that mayor, well, is this a situation where the cop didn't need a weapon? After all, it's just a traffic stop over Routine a window traffic. tint violation. What's violent about that? Um, yeah, you'd probably say, no, there's no need for a weapon in that situation. But that's the point. Uh, upon initial confrontation, nothing really ever seems like it, it a weapon is needed until it is. Right. Until a guy whips out an AR and starts shooting at you. But it's too late at that point. So uh, th- we'll see what the political reaction to this is. And if police departments actually pursue this policy of sending cops out there, uh, are you going to stick with chick cops and no weapons? Cause I want to see this show. Oh you're... yeah, totally. Uh, they should do more of that. They should strip all police of their weapons, give them narwhal tusks and all of them should be black women. Now go. <laughs> Set the I, stage. Will, Let's go. I will watch this show. Who, who's ever streaming it. <laughs> I know. I know. I saw why. Okay. Uh, so we turn to the uh, to the non riots that came out of this, because um, because uh, last Sunday, um, the night the night after the shooting, the riots had already begun, and uh, and cops were struck with uh, bricks and frozen cans of soda, among other attacks. And when police the police chief gave his press conference on Monday. Uh, to explain what had happened, he used the word riot to describe what was going on in Brooklyn Center. Ooh. And reporters disputed his use of that term. Just so everybody's clear, I was front and, front and center at the protest, at the at the riot. Um, we did not. There was. So I was we were being the officers that were putting themselves in harm's way were being pelted with frozen cans a pop they're being pel- belted with concrete blocks and yes we had our helmets on and we had other protection gear but an officer was injured hit in the head with a brick brick that was a Hennepin county deputy he was transported to the hospital so we had to make decisions we had to disperse the crowd because we can't allow our officers to be harmed well at least he didn't apologize yeah but then he resigned like the next day so he's already gone <laughs> that guy's oh out God. that guy's out and of course, whether you believe it was a riot or not on Sunday night, which is what they were talking about, uh, it absolutely has become a riot since. On Friday alone, over 100 people were booked on riot charges in Brooklyn Center. And we have a few scenes of note from the riots. So an entire CNN crew was attacked when the mob <laughs> threw water bottles and other objects at them and then chased them away. Uh, they chased them to their car and then chased the car away while they, were, while they were pelting it with eggs and other objects. No, 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 no. We don't, it's all peace, baby. It's all peace. It's all peace. Holy shit. Okay. 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 If you can't hear them, he barely tapped. He's he's backing out of a parallel park. He barely tapped the car behind them and they're saying, hey, you hit that car. Pelt, pelt while they're throwing eggs and other objects and beating these people up and vandalizing their property. But hey, you tapped that car trying to escape us. Maybe if he wasn't trying to escape you, he wouldn't have hardly nicked the paint job on that bumper. 
Then they get out of here. Yikes. Do you remember uh, way back when, when Jim Acosta would go to Trump rallies and someone would say like, hey, fuck you, Jim Acosta. And it would, it would <laughs> yeah. be the greatest assault on free, uh, the free press of all time. And now you have these actual attacks and there's hardly a word about this. I'm not I'm not sure if CNN's, uh, <laughs> CNN's national broadcast ever even addressed that situation. They may have, but I'm not aware of it. And there were a shocking number of self-hating white people in there, too, in that audience. I didn't uh, catch some it. Of the, what, 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 some, what happened? Some of the people throwing stuff were, were white people like yeah. in masks. This is preposterous. More of this. Fine. Fine. This is how everybody wants to destroy the country. I'm, I'm in. <laughs> we'll probably get to the... Uh, well, they were probably the meat shields for them, which we'll get to in a moment. But CNN also caught another man discussing his can of soup for his whole family while winking at the camera, obviously intending to throw this can of soup uh, at police or others. Uh, I'm just standing here today with uh, soup for my family, and uh, we're just, you know, watching all of this unfold. It's very unfortunate. You're not planning on using that, are you, throwing it at the police? Like I said, it's for my family. Only for your family. Okay, that is a reference to Trump's quote last year about Black Lives Matter riots. He said, quote, they have cans of soup, and they throw the cans of soup, and then when they get caught, they say, no, this is soup for my family. They're so innocent. (laughs) This is soup for my family. It's incredible. That's what Trump said at the time. <laughs> so the guy's trying to mock Trump, but what are the odds that he's actually throwing that can of soup at somebody? Very high, as far as I'm concerned. That's that's a guess yeah. on my end, but I don't think he's carrying around the can of soup purely for the gag. Do you? I don't know. Maybe. Hmm. He uh, had an Urkel-like voice. and Black people with Urkel voices are probably statistically less likely to commit crime. <laughs> okay. I can just, say that, right? Just going with the numbers, you know. Whatever. Just going with the numbers, yeah. yeah. There's a checklist. What, what kind of pants do you wear? How low are they on your boxer shorts? Suspenders or not? What kind of glasses? Do the glasses yeah. have tape? Do you wear glasses? Yeah. Yeah. Just speaking the truth, you know. The uh, the rioters, as I mentioned, are also tactically organized. So to shield themselves from police or others, the, the I guess, black rioters or rioters of color. Let's put it that way. Let's be correct. <laughs> Rioters of color put their white allies as meat shields up front. Oh, God. Nah, get the white people in the front, bro. White people in the front. White allies in the front. White allies in the front. Okay. I I don't know what happened to those white allies, but uh, God's I don't give right. a shit. If you're a self-hating white person and you're going to be a meat shield for a bunch of angry black chicks, then I don't care if you get shot. (laughs) I don't give a shit. Well, they might get caught in the crossfire. Good. Because uh, last night there were shots fired by, um, well, I guess an unknown assailant. But an SUV drove by Minneapolis National Guard and uh, Minnesota National Guard and Minneapolis police and fired shots upon them. No serious injuries. Reportedly all peaceful or mostly peaceful bullets that did not strike anybody. So that's good news. Anyway, that's what's going on in um, in Brooklyn Center. And of course, all of this is uh, it's, it's a, a crazy wrench to throw in what was going to be crazy already with the forthcoming Derek Chauvin verdict. <laughs> Doesn't matter what's going to happen. I mean, even if he were charged in a way that they deemed appropriate, they still would riot. Well, if you listen to Maxine Waters, it... Uh, It doesn't matter much. And it's hard to predict exactly what the legal outcome is going to be, but I don't think it's hard to predict 
the riots that are coming as early as next week. I bet everything we've seen from last summer through today has merely been a warm-up act for what we are about to witness. Uh, as far as the trial itself, um, th- this week the defense made its case. Derek Chauvin himself did not testify, and we didn't learn mm. a, a ton of new facts but the defense did bring forward its own medical expert. He's a retired forensic pathologist, Dr. David Fowler, a former Maryland chief medical examiner. And he said the circumstances of Floyd's death were complicated with multiple factors. But he said that Floyd's heart problems were primary. So he also said the um, the carbon monoxide coming out of the tailpipe of the vehicle might have been a complicating factor. That's a new one that I haven't heard yet. That seems preposterous. Uh, I... I His point is that there were a whole bunch of compounding factors that all worsened Floyd's existing heart condition. Mm. Uh, So what he's saying is that all of these factors from Floyd's drug use to his existing heart disease to potentially carbon monoxide, they all caused Floyd's heart to work harder and suffer an abnormal rhythm and then suddenly stop. And he would have uh, he says he would have classified the death as undetermined. Here's what he had to say. Did you form, in your opinion, to a reasonable degree of medical certainty, what you thought was the principal cause of Mr. Floyd's death? Yes, cardiac arrhythmia due to hypertensive atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease during restraint. How would you classify the manner of death? The carbon monoxide would usually be classified as an accident although somebody was holding him there. So some people would say you could elevate that to a homicide. In most circumstances, in most um, jurisdictions, a drug intoxication would be considered to be an accident. He's got significant natural disease, certainly the heart. When you put all of those together, it's very difficult to say which of those is the most accurate. So I would fall back to undetermined. I'm fine with that. I mean, they could have tested carbon monoxide levels, so I don't. I don't know how I feel about that. I feel like I that think they kind of did. I, the point. I, I think there are some. There's some information on that. Uh, I don't have it handy, but I, I believe there was information about Floyd's oxygen saturation levels presented. They were high. They were normal. Uh, yeah, I can't remember exactly, but um, there are drugs that sensitize the heart to cardiac arrhythmia. So. I think a lot of the uppers and he was on fentanyl and meth, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there were definitely underlying factors. They, they didn't answer the question, which is did leaning on his neck on piled on top of these factors. Was that the, the straw that broke the camel's back? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and of course that's, uh, that's the standard here. Reasonable doubt that either um, Chauvin was committing felony assault against George Floyd that resulted in death or that Derek Chauvin's negligence was a contributing factor. And that's the key for the prosecution. The prosecution does not need to show uh, for the third degree or no, this is the, uh, the for the manslaughter charge. They don't need to show that uh, Derek Chauvin's actions were the causal factor. They need to show contributing, contributing, contributing factor. So well, what about the pro- coronavirus? They didn't even talk about that. Well, I know. Doesn't he have to be classified specifically <laughs> and strictly as a coronavirus death case dismissed? Everyone yeah. goes home. That seems like the logical conclusion after this year. Um, 
So anyway, reasonable doubt that either he committed a felony assault or was negligent to a degree that was a contributing factor in George Floyd's death. As we discussed last week, I see many angles of reasonable doubt here, but who knows um, the political and even violent pressure on this jury to reach a particular conclusion. is going to be very pressing and already is as far as what's next. Uh, closing arguments are set for tomorrow, Monday, after which the jury will be sequestered during those deliberations. And it's very possible that we could see a verdict by the end of the week or some sort of hung jury situation that isn't unanimous in either conviction or acquittal, which, of course, <laughs> that will be viewed as acquittal if it happens. Oh, yeah. And that will fuel riots. And that brings us to Maxine Waters, who is being much discussed this weekend. Because she was out on the uh, Minnesota streets in Brooklyn Center this week or this weekend to rile up the crowd, saying that she demands a guilty verdict or the mob will have to get much more confrontational. We're looking for a guilty verdict and we're looking to see if all of the talk that took place and has been taking place after they saw what happened to George Floyd, if nothing does not happen then we know uh, that we've got to not only stay in the street, but we've got to fight for justice. And I hope uh, that we're going to get a verdict that to say guilty, guilty, guilty. And not just manslaughter, right? I mean... Oh, no, not manslaughter. No, no, no. This is, this is guilty for murder. I don't know whether it's in the first degree, but as far as I'm concerned... Not possible. It's it's what <laughs> happens if we do not get, get what you just told? What should the people do? What should protesters on the street do? Well, we, we got to stay on the street, uh, and we've got to get more active. We've got to get more confrontational. We've got to make sure that they they know that we need business. How is this not incitement? You know, if somebody on the right said something like this, they'd actually get arrested. Yeah, well, it, it's certainly objectively more inciting than anything Trump ever said, and he was impeached by the House for uh, for such things. I, I don't even. Did know she where say to fight? Did she say that? I don't uh well I I'd have to hear the context. Did she say that was the word that they got Trump on, right? He used the word fight, which of course mm. is commonly used in politics all the time. But uh if she said the word fight, you're right, by their own standard, we'd have to uh we'd have to boot Maxine Waters out of Congress. Yikes. But I don't even know where to start with all the things that she just said. <laughs> um, I know that this might not be a first reaction for many, but it does bother me that this is a California congresswoman going to another state. And of course she's borderline calling for violence, which is bad in and of itself. But just what happened to our respect for other States internal affairs? You don't represent California or you don't represent Minnesota. You have nothing to do with the the legal system in Minnesota. This is a Minnesota state trial has nothing to do with you. What are you doing here? Why aren't you representing your constituents in the United States Congress instead of injecting yourself to the, into the streets of a city you don't live in, you have nothing to do with. It'd be nice if we had some degree of respect for our system of state autonomy but we don't um and and just the way she said we'll see if all the talk finally plays out all the talk by which you mean what a trial that that's what you mean when you say all the talk you mean a trial you mean due process of law and a trial is not just talk It, it of course is the process by which we agree to determine and apply the law and justice. And when you opt out of that social agreement and you say, if I don't get the outcome that I want, I'm going to start burning things down. 
Well, that's anarchy. I mean, that and that is ironically another level, a a much deeper level of injustice. Even if you think what happened to George Floyd was unjust, the idea that you're going to rile people up in the streets and start burning things indiscriminately in response. That is. Oh, I know. And and everybody's talking about how they're so worried that the jury pool is tainted. Don't you think that this shit taints the jury pool? Obviously, well, yeah. yeah. I, how intimidated are you if you're uh, the jurors? Strictly speaking, are not supposed to be seeing any of this stuff. Uh. Uh-uh. But we we live in the age that we do. To think that none of this ever gets through to them that's fan, that's a fantasy world. It does. Of course it does. It's impossible to avoid this information. Um. And then this low IQ Maxine. She's talking about. <laughs> About murder one. And I think that she genuinely does not know that that's not even a possibility at this point. We can't just be like murder one. Yeah. She says, I think, I think he's guilty of murder one. First to your point that that's not even a charge that's available. So why are we even talking about, well, if it's murder one, I'll be satisfied. That's not a possible outcome. But two, do you, do you, does this lady think that Derek Chauvin not only uh, murdered George Floyd, but did so with premeditation? Right. That leads me to believe that she doesn't know what murder one is and she doesn't understand that charges have to be brought in a certain way. Yeah. She thinks that just retroactively you can be like, uh, he's not guilty of manslaughter, but he is guilty of murder one. <laughs> Idiot. I have no idea what the hell she's talking about. And again, uh, just in case you forget, this is a woman who is charged with the task of writing our federal laws. <laughs> this is the chairwoman of your House Finance Committee, I believe. At least she was last session. I think she's still in charge of the finance committee. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, this is the country that we live in. Um, but we shall see. This week is going to be potentially uh, a, a historical week in this country <clears throat> with the outcome of this trial and the reaction to it. Uh, you know, buckle up if you're in the area. Like I said, I, I'm worried at this point that I'm too close to that part of the country and I'm a thousand miles away. So we shall see. Anyway. Uh, we are due for a break. Check in with Super Chat. <clears throat> okay. Am I shaking my computer by doing this? Not too bad. My gosh. People are saying that I look like one of those um, powdered 18th century ladies. <laughs> it yeah, does this make halo you look light pretty pale. Is, and even really more washable. pale than me, which is saying something. I don't know. I don't know. Let me reload this. Do do hmm. do do. Have anything on Tippy? Yeah, I can go check over there. We might have to back off your mic just a little bit more too. It's it was peeking out on me a little bit. Damn it! We do the best we can, everyone. You know, on air production discussion mm-hmm. and everything. Um, but uh, I do have some on Tippy Stream. Here we go. Bocephus. And actually, while I think about it, before I forget, I'm going to open the treasure chest on D Live. Thank you guys for hanging out over there. Stand by for that. Um, Bocephus says blonde and matt what uh who would win a wrestling match <laughs> henrik pork chop palm grin with his berserker viking blood or vincent the hairless mink uh, minx james with his non-white irish primate dna <laughs> oh god i know both of them so i'm not going to answer that question is that the red ice guy is that yeah, who that is i will okay. say uh henrik is a giant man hmm. he's like he's like six five he's okay um i don't know but vince has that anger gotcha i don't know the wild card all right yeah Bath says uh susan wiki wiki peace be upon her thank you for that won an award from the freedom forum institute and the free expression award 2021 sponsored by youtube yeah 
P.S. If for some reason YouTube doesn't like that message, uh, for some reason YouTube doesn't like that in Super Chat. Oh, so he's saying he couldn't even send that through YouTube. How is it what? that we could not honor Susan's award on YouTube? That's very curious. Hmm. Phil says, oh, I got to be careful because Phil's talking Maxine Waters. I know where this is going to go. I'm not sure why Maxine Waters thinks that she needs to wind up the mostly peaceful protesters. At this point, they seem to uh, they seem to be running through walls to hurt other people. Rem- <laughs> render that uh, rem- uh, reminder that if your house is surrounded by mostly peaceful protesters, the cops <laughs> will come arrest you. Yeah, the fair warning. <laughs> Phil also says on a brighter note, I think that many boomers are ripe for radicalization. Remember that they took the unguided tour of the Capitol building on the basis of hearsay and internet rumors. Imagine what happens when they are directed in the right direction. We shall see uh, if um, there, who knows? I mean, I feel like if you haven't, if you haven't been quote unquote red pilled by now, what are you waiting for? But uh, maybe this week we'll uh, take care of the select few who are still on the fence. No, fuck those people. Gosh, if you're just coming around now, I needed your help five years ago. Suck my balls. <laughs> Late to the party says uh, just a civilian, but the right shooting is a practice training issue. Given her history, uh, when she was a rookie, when she was a rookie, tasers weren't a thing. Then factor in the stress of physical encounter and the effects are aggregated. Plus, she was a woman. Uh, yeah, I I don't know her history of of. Uh, taser use you're right maybe that was not uh like when she started on the force maybe that was not really a thing and that's why she lacks experience with tasers or something like that that would all be speculation on my part but um but thank you much for your support for the show it is uh very much appreciated we love you you're very special cigar bro who is our uh our resident listener on the Baltimore police force he says um in the Baltimore PD the taser is on your weak side um, so that you do not mistake it during critical incidents. When I saw that video, I was not surprised um, since our training hours are very little. I'm going to get uh, it's going to get worse before it gets better. Yeah, I guess um, what I have seen, that's usually the case. So for a right handed shooter, you'd have your gun on your right hip, your taser on your left. Is that what he's saying? The taser is on your weak side so that you do not mistake it during critical incidents. Yeah, um, that, that would make sense. And I don't know. I can't tell on the body cam footage where she was carrying the taser. The, the gun was obviously in her right hand on the body cam footage, which implies to me it was on her right hip, but I don't know. You know, the future we're barreling towards is when some chick is getting raped in the street and she calls the cops and an unarmed female police minority shows up <laughs> with like a, a therapist to talk about her feelings or some shit. Well, and then they I all don't... get raped. Yeah. No, I don't know. I've seen some of those. Um, I've seen the fights at, uh, remember the Popeye's fight? They can throw down, man. I've, I've seen. <laughs> I've seen it go pretty aggressive. I, I we'll see. The slap fights might be able to counter a uh, a sexual assault in progress. Okay, Are you I'm talking done. about crazy black chick energy. Is that what I'm, you're doing? I'm not talking about anyone in particular, Susan. I'm not. I'm not talking about nothing at all. We've been kind of good on this episode. I think it'll be fine. Yeah, hopefully. At this pace, at this pace, we are on, or at this rate, we are on pace for Coca Cola ads for sure. Verizon's for on sure, the fence. Yeah. We will hear back from them. Holden Mulray. Hi, truth seekers. Some allege a certain lab did research on Uncle Sam's dime and spilled the spleege. If true, um, I don't think it is fair to condemn the whole program because of a single slip up. 
<clears throat> I think over the next coming years, we will probably find out what happened here. Wait, I'm I'm, I'm unclear what this is referencing. Uh, I'm sure he's talking about coronavirus. Oh, the origin of it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it, whoops. Uh, did I skip a bunch? I'm sorry. I totally did. Um, eyes that watch 69. <sighs> <laughs> Hi, I'm scared of alt platforms in case I get blacklisted for being on alt-right platforms. If I picked other platforms to follow your content, what should it be? I don't know. I mean, we're all on some kind of list, aren't we? Uh, it depends. What I don't, I don't like letting anybody define what an alt-right platform is. Like, even people make that accusation against Gab all the time. Gab upholds free speech rights for everybody. You can be an actual communist and go on Gab. Uh, the same yeah. is true of mines. The same is true, as far as I can tell, of Parler. I'm not aware of Parler banning people for ideological reasons. So I, I can't I can't give you a place to go that someone won't smear as alt-right because they'll smear anything and everything as alt-right. You just, you just, yeah. I mean, it, just you're just gonna have to accept that you're probably gonna be on some on some government watch list and wear that as a badge of honor and stop worrying about being labeled as pro right. Find your pro, pro right. <laughs> I almost said pro white and all right. Um, yeah. you know, you got to find your balls here. Um, if you are that aware of, say, like an employer or someone finding out, that I would just anonymize all your accounts, obviously. But if you're if you're worried about law enforcement targeting you, there's almost nothing you can do. If they want to get your information, they will get it. Yeah. Even if you, whether you're on Twitter, whether you're on Facebook, whether you're on an alt platform. So, uh, if, yeah, I, unfortunately I can't give a lot of great advice there. I just, I hope that you'd continue to watch and listen on the platform that you think, uh, suits you best is what I would say. And, and stick up for yourself if that's what you want to do. Yep. Uh, Anderson Bush. Matt and I once had a beer. It was totally platonic and hetero, totally hetero. Hmm. And we went back to his place and I convinced him that Aristotle makes all of the enlightenment philosophers look like window lickers. That somehow is the least gay message I've gotten. <laughs> I, I, I remember that one. Uh, it's a little hazy, but I remember. Jay Ray, no note. Thank you, sir. Or ma'am grim turd. My brother's a sheriff's department, uh, a sheriff's deputy helping on Brooklyn center in this past week. Rumored 30, plus buses of Antifa and additional 1,000 National Guard troops mm. headed there. His 45th birthday is tomorrow. Protect Charles Barkley and impeach <clears throat> Maxine Waters. Godspeed. <clears throat> well, thank him for doing what he's doing. Pineapple platypotamus. You know, I get that right every time, and every time I'm so proud of myself. I, I don't think I've ever said that one right. Pineapple platypotamus. Um, Thou art be autist. YouTube censored that last word. Isn't it interesting how words are like that? Hmm. Well, thank there, you. He, you can't say autist in here. Probably Long not. Don I'm sure John. Susan's got that one under control. Oh, Long Don John. I, I literally cannot say this or we're going to get banned. <laughs> let me go look at it. Uh, let me find it. I got to see it. I'm Matt pretty good I, at rephrasing these. You know, Matt and I once made love and it remedied. No, no, my... no, no. no. <laughs> if it says that, that's the one thing you can't. Yeah, I can't. I can't do that. Uh, well, here, let me find it. You can't. Oh yeah, you definitely can't. Like, it's about it's about a uh, it's about a, a, a. Can you Oof. even say the word cure? No. It, again, a hypothetical ailment of non-specific description that has some current relevance. Yeah. Polaris five eighty nine. A pimp with his stable of girls can just walk into any store in any town and buy a gun. Wild West pimp style. <laughs> As it should be. Yep. Sounds correct to me. Christoph Harper says, with the possible long-term infertility effects of the vaccine on childbearing age women, how do you feel about programs to vaccinate minorities and immigrants first? 
That's a spicy question, I guess. I mean, I have said that in the event that this causes mass sterilization or death, it's going to have a stabilizing effect on our rapidly decreasing IQ situation. <laughs> Way to dance around that one. Well done. Um, no, the, the ethics of, well, I've been thinking about, I don't know that I have a square answer for what you're talking about there, Krista, as far as uh, anyone who wants to volunteer to test the vaccine. Okay. You, you go for it. Like I, I don't have a problem with you voluntarily doing that as long as you're fully aware and consenting to doing what you're doing. But here's, I guess I haven't thought about this until now because of uh, the current situation that I'm in, but uh, as far as vaccinating um, uh, pregnant women, which is not, I guess, directly what he's referencing, but there has been, there have been several um, nudges by medical personnel for my wife to get the vaccine, which to me (gasps) is like pure insanity. Uh, And we agree on that. So it's not a big deal, but uh, and there haven't been a lot of tests on pregnant women or any testing. uh, There have been no tests on. Okay. So what are the ethics of that? Because if you're a person who's like, okay, I volunteer to be a vaccine tester. I don't think that there's anything unethical about that as long as there's no deception, but what are the ethics of being a pregnant woman tester? Even if you consent to it, but there's another life at stake. It has to be incidental data collection. Uh, so do you know how the FDA has pregnancy categories for drugs like A, B, C, D, and X? I guess, yeah. So the only things that are basically category A are like prenatal vitamins and, I don't know, Benadryl, things like that. Uh, that that there's been so much information on pregnant women taking them incidentally that they can basically rule out that they're going to be birth effects or hmm. Benadryl's category B. But in something like this, um, there's just no way that there's enough information because you would just know about like the uh, the initial exam of the child. We don't know what any long-term effects are. Yeah, yeah. They would just know that there are no gross malformations or anything. And a lot of people getting this in their third trimester, that's entirely different data than somebody getting it in their first trimester when organs are forming and stuff. Yeah. So there are huge ethical issues with this. We have no data on it. They, they Absolutely nobody should be getting this, but especially not pregnant women. Are you telling me that your wife, that they actually were like, this is safe. You should do this. No, that would be, I wouldn't say that. Um, What I'm saying is there have been multiple inquiries by medical staff. They're like, have you, will you not, not, not even, I wouldn't even go as far as to say that they've advised just inquired. But when you ask multiple times, what is the implication? Reading between the lines, the implication is you probably should is what they're suggesting, but they they have not said that to be as fair to them as possible. That's asinine. I mean, I guess people are concerned about the stillbirth statistics related to coronavirus, but that is almost all attributed or probably all attributed to a lack of prenatal care. Hmm. This is crazy. I can't believe we're doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Holy guacamole. Do you think the riots will be worse after Chauvin walks free than they were after the murder of St. George of Floyd last summer? Yes. Oh, yeah. Multiples w- worse. Way worse. Yeah. 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 Totally. Uh, yeah. Minnesota will be a, a burnt to a crisp on the map. It'll it'll be smoldering yeah. for years. I'm going to chug out that Google Earth. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be like Chernobyl. Eric Burns Marsh says, I don't understand why you're, you were suspended. It was obviously a joke since you can't. since it obviously is real and there is no known that we're all screwed because of it that's what he's saying wouldn't want to say i believe in coronavirus 100 percent. i believe 
And I also 100% believe the WHO that the Wuhan lab had nothing to do with it. It obviously came from bats. A scientist told me so. And you should trust the World Health Organization and get all the vaccines. Yes. All the vaccines. Yeah. Preferably Um, all in one day together as many. Well, no, actually, I have to be careful. No, I... If I say that, then Susan will probably get me on more medical missing. I defer to our Lord and Savior, Dr. Fauci, who will get Dr. to you in a moment. Um, let's do a few uh, a few more. Black Magic. Longtime chatter Margie is dealing with the coof. When mm. Blonde reads this message, can we all spam P to pray for Margie, please? Never give up. Never surrender. Bonus if Skag reads the donation amount. It's 1488. <laughs> I'll read it. I don't care. Uh, you heard um, it. PPs for Margie. PPs in the chat, please. All the PPs for Margie. I hope you feel better, Margie. Yeah. Um, I am starting to think that it's real. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Austin Lord finally moved from California to Texas two weeks ago. Already bought a non-California approved gun and still need to modify my others accordingly. I'm used Good. to warm summers. 105 doesn't scare me, but not used to humidity yet. Oof. Yeah. Humidity is terrible. Well, congrats on the move and making uh, big moves in your life. And congrats on being well armed. That's good. I, maybe we should, we should circle back. Circle okay. Back. We can, uh, well, let me check in on a Trovo and DLive quickly. Then we'll get back to the news. Uh, over on Trovo, um, Dakota Jim casting a spell late to the party, renewing a subscription. Thank you for that. And let's see what we got. Um, Justin Golbani over on DLive says, watch uh, Sam Hyde's Perfect Guy Life uh, podcast. Or he has a podcast? He must. I, I don't follow him closely, but obviously that clip is from something like that. And uh, mm. if it's that amazing and it's uh, prophesizing, I should I should tune in. Uh, Justin Golbani also says this show is my favorite part of the week. Well, thank you for uh, helping us keep it on the air and keep producing it. We appreciate it very much. Thank you, man. All right. Now we can uh, circle back to the news. Um, oh, I'll have to just circle back with you. Oh, God. Let's talk. Oh, my head off. <laughs> let's talk. Uh, you know, more Democrat power grabs. It seems like that's what Maxine Waters is trying to do the old fashioned violent way in uh, in Minnesota. But of course, there are attempts to do it the political way, too. And it's not as though these are going to be immediately successful, but they are uh, important things to pick up on in terms of what the Democrats want to do and will do if given unrestricted power to do it. So. This week, uh, House Judiciary Committee Chairman and uh, last surviving Oompa Loompa, Jerry Nadler, (laughs) unveiled his plan to expand the Supreme Court from nine seats to 13 on Thursday. And some people, myself included, probably you two, would say that's court packing. But Jerry Nadler says he is unpacking the court. That is actually what he's doing. And that is another reason why I'm glad to join my colleagues in introducing the Judiciary Act of 2021 to establish the Supreme Court size as 13. That's uh, a nice number. It matches. It's not a nice number. It's it's a it's a it, it's a proper number. It matches the number of circuits as it has historically, and it also will enable us to do justice and to rectify the great injustice that was done in packing the court. And some people will say we're packing the court. We're not packing it. We're unpacking it. Senator McConnell and the Republicans packed the court over the last couple of years, as Senator uh, uh, Markey outlined. How does he square that circle? He didn't increase the number of justices. God, this subversive (laughs) piece of shit pisses me off so much. You know what? I think that they should do it. The Supreme Court is the last vestige of a failed country. Fine. You guys want to burn this thing to the ground? Do it. 
do it. Just make it a Senate subcommittee, basically. That's what <laughs> that's what the Supreme Court will be. And yeah, it's just deliberate confusion of the term. To say that the court was packed prior, what he means is that justices with uh ideologies or philosophies with which he disagrees were placed on the court. That's not what court packing is. Court packing is expanding the seats on the court to fill them with justices that are ideologically aligned with you to give laws that you like the outcomes that you want, not based on the constitution, but based on your political viewpoints. So just to conflate these terms and accuse others of doing exactly what you're doing, I suppose that's the, uh, the Alinsky strategy that is commonly referenced. And but even still, you can tell he doesn't believe what he's saying when he's like uh, 13. That's a nice number. Oh, wait, I mean, um, that's a historical and principled number that we uh, decided upon for very legitimate philosophical reasons. <laughs> he kind of breaks character there for a second. It's a nice number. OK, his point on the history of Supreme Court justices being uh, tied to or equal to the amount of federal appeals circuits. That hasn't been the case since like the 80s. We've had more federal appeals circuits than we've had Supreme Court justices for decades. So it's very odd that only when Ginsburg dies and gets replaced with Barrett and only now that Democrats have a little bit more power in Congress, has he suddenly had this epiphany that, my God, the Supreme Court should have the exact same number of seats as the federal uh, as the number of circuits in the federal appeals courts. Very (laughs) weird timing. It's considering you've been the Judiciary Committee chairman for how long? Your yeah. job is to think about this, but you suddenly decided today. And uh, the other thing about this 13 number, it's a nice number. Uh, why? Because there are currently six Republican appointed Supreme Court justices. Uh, so if you added four Democrat appointed justices to the three that sit on the bench, what do you know? You got seven Democrat appointed justices to six Republican appointed. Not that it really matters because, of course, John Roberts is Republican appointed and he counts as one of them more often than not, you could argue. And then you have the history of um, of Joe Biden, too. Is this, so obviously this is going nowhere. Nancy Pelosi doesn't even support it. This is in the House Judiciary Committee right now. Odds are it's not even I wouldn't bet on it even getting through the House, let alone it's not a budget item. It won't break filibuster in the Senate. It's not going to happen for now. But again, just take note of the things that they want to do if you didn't restrict their power in any way. Joe Biden doesn't necessarily support that plan, but he does support creating a commission to study various elements of the court system, including potentially expanding the number of uh, Supreme Court justices. And Biden, of course, is formerly the chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee. Back in 1983, he was a minority member on the committee, and he was speaking out at the time against President Reagan's attempt to replace three members Uh, on the U.S. Commission on Civil Rights. And at the time, he compared that effort to FDR trying to pack the Supreme Court, which Biden said at the time was a, quote, bonehead idea. (laughs) President Roosevelt clearly had the right to send to the United States Senate and the United States Congress a proposal to pack the court. It was totally within his right to do that. He violated no law. He was legalistically absolutely correct. But it was a bonehead idea. So I don't know what's changed with Joe since 1983 when that happened. But isn't it amazing? That was 1983. Look at Joe there. And he does have remarkable coherence relative to today. And he was old back then. That was before we were born. Yes. Think think of that. That was his age before we were ever anything that even existed at all. 
And here yeah. he is now. Pretty amazing to think about. Um, so again, not going to happen for now, but this is all part of a pattern of, of, uh, proposals from the Democrats that would just radically undermine or radically restructure the institutions of this country and our structure of government. So remember back in January, they proposed a constitutional amendment to do away with the electoral college. They've been trying to do that on a state by state basis with this interstate compact for years and years and years. Do it. This this week, the House is set to um, to vote to make D.C. a state, (laughs) even though that is also a constitutional issue. So the Electoral College is a constitutional issue to make D.C. a state. Okay, Article one, Section eight of the Constitution gives Congress the sole power over the district. So making D.C. a state would surrender that power to the state entity that is created under that arrangement. I and this analysis that I'm looking at doesn't see any way to square doing that with the Constitution. But of course, doing things that are constitutionally square is uh, doesn't not, matter to them. Yeah, that's not uh, they have no time for for that old thing. So the House is expected to pass this bill this week, though it, too, has no chance in the Senate under the current arrangement. This is not a budgetary item. It would be subject to the filibuster it's not clear that they even have all Democrats in solidarity to vote for such a thing. These aren't things that are going to change tomorrow, but the movement is there. The trajectory is moving in that direction and uh, just things to keep an eye on. There's also news on what I'm beginning to think, at least in reaction to at least the reaction to it was the premise for building up a whole bunch more Democrat power grabs. And that was the Capitol riot. The more this has gone on, the more we learned that a lot of the claims of fact early on were exaggerated or seized upon. And yeah, and I hate to toot our horn, but we were all over this right away, especially with the deaths, the cause of death, which we talked about. Was that last week, two weeks ago? Brian Sicknick. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Him and the woman that supposedly got trampled died of a methamphetamine overdose. Uh, the two other people that were that were it was a direct cause of the of the Trump riots or whatever, uh, unrelated cardiac arrest. And then Sicknick, who they refused to release a cause of death. And this Ashley Babbitt thing. I mean, no charges for the cop, which we knew was going to happen. But I had to read this criminal investigation like 40 times. I was so mm. confused by the wording of it. Um this last week, there was a the focus of this criminal investigation. They wanted to determine whether federal prosecutors could prove that the officer had violated any federal laws, concentrating on the possible application of uh, USC 242, which is a federal criminal civil rights statute. In order to establish a violation of the statute, prosecutors must prove beyond a reasonable doubt that the officer acted willfully to deprive Babbitt of a right protected by the Constitution or other law. Here, the Fourth Amendment, um, the right to not be subjected to an unreasonable seizure. So they were unable to do that. They would have had to prove not only that the officer used force. How, how is the fourth relevant to this? I don't understand that I, at all. I know. I was like, why is this? Okay, we'll, we'll get to it in a second. Um, <clears throat> so prosecutors would have to prove not only that the officer used force that was constitutionally unreasonable, but that he did so willfully. Um, which the Supreme Court has interpreted to mean that the officer acted with a bad purpose to disregard the law. Yeah. So this this is interesting, though. As this requirement has been interpreted by the courts, evidence that an officer acted out of fear, mistake, panic, misperception, negligence, or even poor judgment cannot establish the high level of intent required under the wow. section. Wow. 
Even so poor even judgment. Poor judgment or thinking that um, this situation was a, a different kind of situation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is just incredible to me. That that is that is a high level of intent. Um, so the investigation revealed no evidence to establish beyond a reasonable doubt that the officer willfully committed a violation of the statute. Mm-hmm. Specifically, no evidence to establish that at the time the officer filed a single shot at Mrs. Babbitt, the officer did not reasonably believe that it was necessary to do so in self-defense or in the defense of members of Congress and others evacuating the House chamber. Yeah. I read this so many times, I think that they actually in this article uh, wrote this incorrectly. There's a related tweet that says it correctly, but I think that what they're saying is that he believed that he had to act in self-defense or to protect members of Congress. Yes. That's, that's the way that I read it and they don't have evidence. Otherwise they don't have evidence of malice or negligence. They believe that he acted within his um, proper role of defending himself and defending the United States Capitol, which honestly, objectively speaking, I don't think is that unfair of a read. When we when we look at that scene, you are breaking through a door with force, breaking through the glass, climbing through this for whatever you may think of the Capitol riot situation where there were all sorts of odd scenes of people basically being welcomed through doors and and, uh, escorted along this way. This was the scene of this was more more uh, violent, aggressive, and criminal in its nature. And I, based on what I've seen, I don't necessarily have a problem with this conclusion of this, of this investigation. What is right, interesting right. to me is that suddenly, this is the one shooting where everyone on the left says, well, what do you want? She was committing a crime. Like, what do you expect? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I understand this is federal jurisdiction and it's operating under different criminal statutes. Like, I, I get that. Yeah. However... Uh, this lady that pulled a taser clearly by mistake and was in pursuit of um, somebody that had violent priors and was trying to escape. She's like a fucking murderer. Yes. <laughs> but this cop, it's like, well, did they prove that, you know, that it, it, it he was negligent or that doesn't even matter. Did and they prove that he had misperceived the situation also doesn't matter. And that's another complicating factor that has to be acknowledged. And I'm glad you brought it up. It is tempting to compare what happens in Minnesota to what happens in California to what happens in D.C. But but <laughs> you're right. Do keep in mind this Federal law governs Washington, D.C. That's what's applied in this case. That's different from Minnesota law or another jurisdiction. And rightly or wrongly, you will have different legal implications across those lines. That is something to be considered. I'm just I'm just annoyed that uh, this is the one time that being caught in the act of committing a crime is perfectly worthy of execution that we otherwise would riot about. I mean, I know it's a cliche point, but just imagine Black Lives Matter had decided to do the same thing to the Capitol and a black person was shot in exactly the same manner. Washington, D.C. would have burned in much the way it already did last summer before this. But Ashley Babbitt's name will will be quickly forgotten. There won't be any riots in her name. There'll be hardly a protest in her name, I bet. Well, yeah, it's because she's white. Pretty much. I I, uh, the reaction I, I do think that the reaction has been uh, racially defined in that way and in, uh, in, in a significant way. I think like that if race was changed, it would be totally different. Cities are going to burn for all of these terrible criminals. George Floyd, violent criminal with terrible priors, probably dried of a, died of a drug overdose. She, yeah. um, I mean, did she even commit any crimes? They, they let the people in. Well, but that I want to be careful because that door was locked and they were breaking through it and it was physically forceful and it was broken glass. It wasn't what just about like, the incitement from the infiltrating uh, leftist guys. Well, at the 
can you really i i kind of agree that what's his name uh john sullivan whatever his name was the black lives matter guy to the extent that he was encouraging people to commit crimes and those people were prosecuted for those crimes i agree that he should be prosecuted but where i would push back is even if he told ashley babbitt hey you jump through that door right now maybe there's some liability there but at the end of the day she's the one who committed the action i would not relieve her of responsibility just because someone told her to do it i mean i i don't know that i really uh care about the nuances our, our our legal legal nuances or anything like that because it's not like the federal or state government is going to adhere to any any kind of justice we're not going to be protected by the law we're not going to be protected by the constitution so i feel like even discussing why the cop wasn't charged is kind of a well, futile endeavor and here here's where i remain skeptical about this too which is to say by the letter of the law i don't necessarily have a huge problem with what the doj is saying here but because of the last X amount of years that we've saw, we've seen the politicization of the Department of Justice, can I really trust that they reached this conclusion based on the letter of the law or because of the politics that are involved with it? Well, that's the problem, isn't it? Yeah. And you know what happens when people lose faith in their system of justice? Uh, yeah. They, uh... they revert to tribalism and protection of their own in-group. And I mean, this is what they, they move to though. cabins and they get sniped. That's that's what happens. Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> and, I mean, and then I wanted to get into this, too, because <laughs> um, it's th- this idea that there was a stand down order or that police were or, uh, that the police let people through or Capitol staff let people through or open doors. Oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. But it was obvious that this happened just like it did in Charlottesville, where the they, they had knowledge they had been forewarned about the situation and then they didn't act yeah. appropriately because they wanted to the the right to portray themselves in such a way that they could use it as an and, and i will fully acknowledge and admit when this was breaking like the week of the capital riot i was skeptical of these kinds of claims because you could show select video footage of officers letting people through and my thinking at the time was okay well there's a lot of people maybe officers made the tactical decision to c- concentrate their resources and focus on the fights that they could actually hold back. According to reporting in the New York times this week, it, it wasn't a tactical decision made at the moment. There was decision-making ahead of time with forewarning about what was coming. And they decided not to utilize the tools that they had available. Exactly. Um, a new report by the Capitol police internal watchdog found that department leaders overlooked key intelligence in the run-up to the riot on January 6th, including a warning that Congress itself is the target and barred the forces riot response unit from using its most powerful crowd control measures. Good good for the New York Times. I can't even believe I'm saying this, but mm. here we are. Um, this is a 104-page document. Uh, Michael Bolton criticized the way Capitol Police prepared for and responded to the mob violence, mob violence on January 6th. And then the report was reviewed by the New York Times and will be the subject of a Capitol Hill hearing on Thursday. I mean, that's great, but nothing is going to happen. People don't care about this anymore. It's just the darkest day in American history. Well, it is so frustrating to have this um, painted as the worst day in recent in the recent history of this country. And then as information trickles in later, we see that much of what we were told was grossly exaggerated or in the case of Brian Sicknick, just outright fabricated. There was stuff just made up about him. Fuck you, Ben Shapiro. 
<laughs> well, you have to get in one per episode. I understand. Come on. I mean, if, if I, if it was, it's so obvious what was happening here. I'm sick of people on the right using these opportunities to be like, I'm still a good person because I wasn't yeah. involved in the Capitol riots. It's like, you know, are we going to stand together or not? I guess not. It was so obvious what was going to happen here. No sedition charges. Nobody's getting in the, into the legal consequences that everybody was anticipating. This whole thing was obviously a fucking farce. People on the right just went in there and they played silly games and stuff whereby black people are just burning down cities for totally arbitrary reasons. It's like, nobody's going to talk about this. Fine. Fine. I don't care anymore. I'm out. <laughs> we'll see how long Susan allows. And hey, in scenes from the Capitol riot that I wish I could have seen, remember a few weeks ago, Eric Swalwell had said, I went into my office and I took off my jacket and I prepared for <laughs> hand-to-hand combat. I thought, oh, that's kind of ironic. I bet you wish you had a gun, but you didn't. Um, he was yeah. going to fight people. And you think, man, I wish I could. Not that I'm advocating violence, Susan. It's just that had this happened, I would have watched the video. That's all I'm saying. If that street fight with Eric Swalwell had happened, I would have tuned in. And not only had was Eric prepared to fight people with his fists supposedly so was nancy pelosi in an interview with usa today this week she was asked if she was afraid during the capitol riot and she said quote well i'm pretty tough i'm a street fighter they would have had a battle on their hands she said with a laugh lifting a foot clad with her classic four inch high stilettos quote i would have had these to use as weapons she said Nancy Pelosi trying to beat people with high heels would have been a, a, a fantastic sight, but it was not meant to be, I suppose. Ugh, what are we going to do? God, I end every segment with that, but truly, what are we going to I mean, I guess we just have to develop this um, appreciation for watching the world burn. Well, and I think the Capitol riot has been, uh, whether it's the Capitol riot, whether it's a police shooting, anything, first appearances are almost always misleading if not outright incorrect and whether whether an initial knee-jerk reaction breaks in favor of our politics or not you look a fool when you react too quick uh, or too early no matter what whether you're jumping on something to say look my politics are confirmed or whether you're jumping on something to say look i disavow i'm one of the good people we saw the same sort of thing like you're talking about with the cattle riot. The same sort of thing happened with Nick Sandman. Remember how yeah. quickly a lot of people disavowed and said, oh, this. Yeah, uh, w- people. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying, like, there are you have to resist those urges to virtue signal or to um, or to confirm your politics and just wait. What's the rule you usually say? Like 48 hours, the news will yeah. probably have changed in that time frame. Yeah, just wait 48 hours. But something ingrained in Shapiro makes him want to be like, I am such a good person, everybody. Listen to how I uh, turn on my own side on a dime. <laughs> well, asshole. I will give him You're his, an his due. Um, moving on to Corona tyranny, ongoing Corona tyranny. Uh, Dr. Fauci. Um, I, I grew weary of these congressional hearings that just end up being soundbite contests. Ted Cruz owns Jack Dorsey and Mark Zuckerberg for the millionth time. Yeah, so, cool. Nothing changes. Who cares? Nothing does. Um, and it's just a grilling contest. But there was something useful in this particular exchange. At least I like to hear these people say these things out loud. And Dr. Fauci had one of those moments this week. He was um, 
speaking at a committee hearing on ending the pandemic and Jim Jordan of Ohio was asking him when this is going to end because Americans have sacrificed their liberty for a long uh, for for long enough, according to Jim Jordan. And Dr. Fauci responded that he doesn't think about this as a liberty thing. Well, in your written statement, you say now is not the time to pull back on masking, physical distancing and avoiding congregate settings. When is the time? When do Americans get their freedom back? When we get the level of infection in this country low enough that it is not a really high threat. What is low enough? Give me a number. What, I mean, uh, we, we've, we had 15 days to slow the spread, turn into one year of lost liberty. What metrics, what measures, what has to happen before yeah. Americans get my, their freedoms back? My message, uh, Congressman Jordan, is to get as many people vaccinated as quickly as we possibly can. You're indicating liberty and freedom. I look at it as a public health measure to prevent people from dying and going to the hospital. You don't think Americans' liberties have been threatened the last year, Dr. Fauci? They've been assaulted. I don't look at this as a liberty thing, Congressman Jordan. Well, that's obvious. As a public health thing. Take off your fucking mask, Jim Jordan. Come on. I, I kind of thought that was odd, too. I don't know if he's had coronavirus or if he's vaccinated or anything, but... That's his decision, I suppose. And and this is not surprising. Oh, am I shocked to hear that Dr. Fauci has no concern for your fundamental liberty? I'm not. It's just when they say it specifically and out loud, we should take note of those things. And it also goes to to be as fair to Dr. Fauci as possible. uh, Being a liberty advocate is not really his job. His job is to look at the management of viruses uh, exclusively. The trouble is that we've cultivated a culture that says, Only what that guy says matters, even if that guy is admitting I'm only concerned with one thing and I have no concern for your fundamental freedoms that are the basis for this country, its legal structure and morality, generally speaking. Well, yeah, I mean, but the reason that we held him in such high esteem, it has to have something to do with us drifting into secularism as a society and as a culture. I think so. They would, would somebody people like Aristotle and Plato did not reach this level of idolatry in their own times. And we have this like short quasi immunologist totally dictating political decisions and everybody's like, oh, trust in Fauci, blah, blah, blah. It's like if we had a real moral core in this country, would we believe would we be believing this horseshit? I don't think so, because we wouldn't be so afraid to die. Yeah, that's really the problem. This fear of death is I agree is dictating all of our future decisions. And, you know, uh, we get what we deserve here. Jim Jordan, you know, talking about how this is this is an offense to all of our liberties. That's fucking fine. But you're still wearing a mask. Fair point, I think. There is you can view it as a a submission to this system for sure. I don't know what would happen. Um, Would they actually force a member of Congress out of a committee hearing for refusing to wear a mask? I wonder if that would. Of course they would. But isn't that wouldn't that make you feel like you were still part of something? I I think it would be a perfectly principled thing to do. But, uh, you know. Here, here we are. And uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. As soon as I see the like, what would Fauci do type stuff? I think like, I don't know what he would do, but you people have pushed me to Jesus 100%. I'd rather think about what Jesus would do than what Fauci would do. And um, and yeah, to the point on, on healthy perspective on death, we it will all come for us someday. And we have to accept that and live for today. Because for all I know, my day to die is tomorrow. I might die in a car accident. Who knows? Like the, just the philosophy of living your life 
trying to avoid perceived risks of death to the utmost extent, at what point have you sacrificed your life entirely and life just passes you by unlived because you refuse to take any risk or have any enjoyment because of the potential risk of coronavirus? Right. But but only somebody that doesn't believe in anything larger than their own life would even have that perspective. This yeah. is just a, a cultural complete absence of perspective. That's really, Mm, and I agree, you know, I don't purport to know what God wants of us right now, but I think that he probably wants us to be courageous and to stop doing this. I would think, and I would hope that he always would want us to, to uh, show that trait for sure. Um, anyway, back into the, uh, Corona topics. (laughs) So, um, this is good, though. This is helpful, actually. The uh, the vaccines have had some regulatory issues in recent weeks. Uh, of course, this last week, the U.S. paused the Johnson & Johnson vaccine after brain blood clot issues were happening in a small group of women. Back in March, uh, many countries suspended the use of the AstraZeneca vaccine, also over blood clot reports. And you want to talk about bad optics. Remember the <laughs> nurse who fainted at the hospital after receiving the vaccine back when they were first being rolled out? This is very similar Uh, Denmark's top health official suddenly fainted at a press conference announcing Denmark is halting the use of the AstraZeneca vaccine. Here's what it looked like. Where we have brug for vaccinerne and where valget... Oi! Oi! She's out. Oh, he elevates her legs right away. Yeah. Lays her on her side so that she doesn't aspirate. Good for him. So, and to be clear... There, there's no evidence that I'm aware of that she received the AstraZeneca vaccine, that this has any connection to the vaccine, anything like that. I'm not I'm not making that claim. I am just saying you want to talk about at a at a press conference talking about adverse health effects of vaccines and announcing a pausing on that vaccine distribution to faint in this way is about the the (laughs) most uh, non encouraging thing possible. No, it's great. This is great. More of this. I want to see the the two year adverse reactions. That's really the information that I want. Well, and now you can already see this like vaccine isn't enough narrative starting to develop. It's like the same people are saying you still have to wear a mask after you get the vaccine because the vaccine isn't certain or whatever. And the question is, well, if the vaccine works, then why are we still doing all these weird preventative measures? So the vaccine isn't enough narrative will will churn. And this week, CDC director Rochelle, uh, this is uh, the impending doom lady. Uh, Rochelle Walensky, she announced that the CDC has reports of approximately 5,800 so-called breakthrough infections. These are people who were fully vaccinated but still got the Rona. Now, keep in mind, 5,800 out of 77 million fully vaccinated people is a very small percentage. So obviously, I don't buy the fear narrative, but I don't buy the fear narrative of the virus overall. Um, but th- that's still going to be sold on us. The vaccine is not sufficient protection. We still have to do all of this insanity because look, these people still got it despite the vaccine. And this was breaking last weekend on 60 minutes. They reported that medical researchers at the Pentagon have created a microchip that is inserted oh. under the skin and will detect coronavirus. This is a project by the Def- defense, um, advanced research projects agency or DARPA. So the vaccine isn't good enough. You need a chip in. You need a chip implanted under your skin, uh, according to the um, the guy who helped develop this. This is um, Defense Department researcher Dr. Matt Hepburn. He says it's a sensor. Uh, that tiny green thing in there, you put it underneath your skin, and that 
uh, and it tells you that there are chemical reactions going on inside the body, and that signal means you are going to have symptoms tomorrow. So we're gonna in, we're gonna have chips, or at least military personnel theoretically would have chips under their skin. And um, what's going on in Ontario is totally insane, or at least what political leaders are trying to have happen. But at least there's some police pushback. Um, provincial government announced Friday that they are going to give police the power to stop anybody outside of their homes and ask them to explain what they're doing out and about as free oh people. Oh my gosh. Listen to this segment. This is, uh, this is truly frightening stuff. Police will have the authority to require any individual who is not in a place of residence to first provide their purpose for not being at home and provide their home address. <sighs> Police will also have the authority to stop a vehicle, to inquire about an individual's reason for leaving their residence. If someone sees um, uh, their neighbors uh, breaking these, these new regulations and, and having a party in their yard, that sort of thing, should, should people call police on their neighbors? In terms of people calling um, to snitch, to inform, um, Look, we all have a personal responsibility. If it means saving lives, then I think we have to think about what your social responsibilities are as an individual to make sure that you don't empower other people and invite a whole bunch of individuals to your home. Yeah, empower other people. Yeah. Empower other That's how they're going to frame this. Yeah, I did that. This is... What is tyranny? That's tyranny. <clears throat> That's tyranny. Right? That's she a police said state. Snitch. She just yeah. straight up said snitch. And the the one saving grace here is that is enough for even Canadian police to be like, "Whoa, bitch, too far." Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Several Ontario police forces have issued statements saying, "Listen, uh, we're going to do our best to." educate people about so so-called safe coronavirus practices and stuff but we're not going to randomly stop you to inquire what your business is if we see you driving down the street or walking down the street or whatever else so it looks like this particular uh, authority given to the police by ontario officials will not be exercised so these the the the, the provincial government won't have uh, a lot of teeth to it for now but we shall see um. Oh, and there was one other thing, too, because uh, if it feels like, you know, this is all about power grabs and not really about the virus at all anymore, if it ever was. um, Yeah, correct. If you uh, if you aren't hip to the perpetually demonstrated fact that this is all about power grabs, this article from CNN was great this week. They promoted it on Twitter and they said, quote, the pandemic has given us a trial run. Experts say the covid-19 pandemic has taught us hard lessons that countries can use to tackle another major global crisis, climate change. You go I to knew the they were going to do this. Of course they were going to do this. Yeah. You go to the article, a couple excerpts. When it comes to global disasters, we need multilateral solutions that take everyone into account. The pandemic has given us a trial run, says Alice Hill, who's this, uh, she's, um, she's of the Foreign uh, Council, or Council on Foreign Relations, uh, she says the pandemic has given us a trial run, but the big difference between pandemics and climate risk is that the climate has undergone permanent irreversible damage. And so we need to focus on how we build resilience quickly and effectively on a global scale. So sacrifice all of your personal freedoms because those are selfish. Submit to a global need or a global problem to solve 
and uh, allow global elites to run your life. Great it's trial the, run. The great reset. This is what they told us they were going to do. And everybody called us conspiracy theorists. And now they're <laughs> like, oh, we're going to microchip you. And we're going to put a giant cloud into the air so that we can block the sun because of global warming. <laughs> this was a trial run. This yeah. is a trial run. Now, fuck these people. This is satanic. <clears throat> well, let's see if we can cheer up a little bit with that time of the week. It is hoax hate before we check in with the chat. <laughs> Now, the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? Well, you'll have to clue me in on the specifics of these messages, because I didn't catch that. But the superintendent for White Bear Lake Area Schools in Minnesota says racist and threatening messages sent to students of color over social media... He now says we're hoax. Uh, mm -hmm. the, the messages caused a student walkout last week. According to the superintendent, uh, the, a student admitted to creating a fake Instagram account and sending messages to fellow students. Do you um, have the name of that black girl handy? I, well, no. So here's the thing. I looked at the, the daily. So they name a person in the, the Daily Mail article, but she's not officially the one who did it. Officials refused oh, to say really? who staged the hoax. She led the walkout. Oh, well, her name was Precious. Oh, that's ironic. <laughs> yeah. So she may have been behind the fake messages. Um, I don't, we know. don't know. We don't know that, but she was the one who led the student walkout. But this is the, what I didn't realize. So not only were there fake messages sent to black students, which you had the chance to go through these. We'll get to that. But but they, they tried to frame another girl for sending them, as far as I understand. Yeah. Uh, this is a case of an ugly black girl being jealous of a pretty white girl. And well, we, do, to we don't know who did it. To be fair, we don't know who did it. It's not named. Yeah. It's Precious's friend, though. All right. Fair enough. Okay. Avery Severson. She was the one that uh, they said that uh, sent the messages, but it was because she was trying to start a Turning Point USA chapter at, okay. her, at her school. Gotcha. And so they framed her. Uh, and some of the messages are really hilarious. Like it was like N word stuff, blah, blah. But this one was my favorite. That's why George Floyd died. Can't wait until everyone, your color leaves like that. And then one of them actually said gone G O N apostrophe. Oh, now, I can't, I don't see it in here. It's got, you be should get hanged. You're a dirty African girl. Nobody wants you here. Go to a black school. This is white bear Lake. As always, <laughs> you can tell based on the grammatical errors that a white person didn't write this. Um, leave my school n-word you n-words <laughs> need to leave white bear okay gotcha yeah um so the female student who faked these messages now said she did so to raise awareness of past racist incidents at the school so now the superintendent is apologizing for using the word hoax this huge is, pussy i couldn't believe this okay so just to be clear, fake messages are sent out. The, the girl who sends out the fake messages then says, well, there were like <laughs> racist incidents at the school in the past. So I'm just bringing attention to them uh -huh. as though they have anything to do with the fake messages that were just sent out. And the superintendent doesn't say uh, that that doesn't matter. What you did is wrong and we're going to punish you for that. The superintendent apologized for using the word hoax, even though it was a hoax saying in no way did he intend to minimize the impact that racism or racist acts has on students and families who have been marginalized throughout history and in the, in white bear Lake area schools. So uh, somehow it's his fault for 
like I, I can't even wrap my mind around what the hell he's apologizing for. I use the word hoax and that minimizes this the, was a hoax. Yeah. Even though it was a host or a hoax. Anyway, uh, absolute ridiculous story. If we learn who's behind this, perhaps we will circle back Jen Psaki style. Um, I did want to talk a little bit about this. This story went viral this week. There was a white army sergeant berating and shoving a black man in his neighborhood of South Carolina. The video went uh, viral, of course, because it's uh, obviously portraying a racist guy (laughs) who's simply triggered by a black man walking through his neighborhood and being Uh mean and shouting at him and shoving him uh, solely on the basis of his race. This is a, a short segment of the video. Go away right now. Hey, they've already been called. They're just I'm waiting. You know go. what? Maybe you should hang on a little longer. We'll Let's see go. how it goes. You're um, aggressive on the neighborhood. Someone came running in. Walk back. You better walk away. Somebody you walk you away. You You're talking to my wife right now. That's your wife? Walk yeah. away. I didn't walk that. away. Check it out. You either walk away or I'm going to carry your ass out of here. Do the what do you want to do? Now, apparently after the video clip ended, there was additional more violent action, shoving the, the guy, things like that. Um, but that was army Sergeant Jonathan Pentland and he's been arrested and is now charged with third degree assault. And what? he's also been condemned by army leadership at Fort Jackson where he's stationed. And the, when I, the, the clip was, was going viral on Monday. And when I saw it at first, I thought, uh, there's gotta be more to it. There just, there just has to of be. Of course there always is. And lo and behold, um, again, some somewhat surprisingly equality reporting in a way from the Washington Post comes out on Thursday. And I say quality reporting because it does get around to the relevant facts that I was looking for, that additional context. But in typical Washington Post, New York uh, Times style, scroll down to paragraph mm, 15 to get the information. But again, this doesn't, none of this is confirmed fact, but this is the other side of it that gives you context to help you understand why you're watching what you're watching. And it's not quite as simple as, a racist neighborhood shoves black guy for his mere presence. So scroll down to paragraph 15, two reports of alleged assault were also made against the young man, the black guy after deputies responded Monday, according to the sheriff's department and they are being investigated. The young man has quote an underlying medical condition that may explain the behavior exhibited in the alleged incidents. The agency said on April 8th, one incident report says The man allegedly put his arm around a woman's waist, put his hand down the right side of her shorts, and then put his arm back around her waist as her pants were partly down. On April 10th, another report alleges the man repeatedly picked up a baby without permission and tried to walk away. Oh, my God. The Army sergeant uh, told officers he had responded to a, quote, physical dispute Monday and that he pushed the man, quote, in fear for his safety and the safety of his wife, according to the incident report. Now, again, does that prove that this black guy did those things? Does that prove that what the Army sergeant did was justified? I'm not making those claims. Those will be investigated and adjudicated. What it does show is that there's clearly more context to what we just witnessed. And it's much more complicated than racist white family doesn't like black guy. Perhaps you might not like a guy either if he's trying to snatch babies from your neighborhood or he's trying to feel up your snatch while you're walking down the street. Maybe you would have an issue with that if you were the husband in that scenario. All things considered, I think he acted with a lot of restraint. 
he did again i'll say he he did apparently get more physically aggressive or violent after the video expired good but i don't know i don't know the circumstances that led up to it and if these claims are to be believed uh there is an argument to be made he was potentially kind rather than too aggressive yeah. yeah, somebody picks up my baby and starts to walk away. If if they got their brains blown out, I would sleep like a baby. I, <laughs> that's that's crazy. He was trying to kidnap a child. Allegedly. That is the accusation. Yeah. <sighs> Last story for the night, uh, because I had to. Uh, okay. A Jersey City restaurant is taking heat after alleging or after allegedly banning a black man from wearing joggers inside. So CJ Pace, who I guess is a YouTuber, Instagrammer, model guy, he tried to get in to the Ashford, the restaurant last Saturday for lunch. And he was told that joggers are not acceptable attire. So he was forced to eat with his party outside. And then he noticed a group of white people wearing joggers who were led inside, according to him. So after complaining on Twitter, a manager offered them free shots. CJ says his group ate outside a $300 tab. Uh, and then he says that they tipped the waitress a hundred bucks and then paid nothing for their meal. Uh, let me find the tweet here because he admitted to committing a crime in his Twitter thread. Uh, he said, our bill was over $300. Y'all think we paid for that shit. Lameo. We kindly asked the waitress who was sweet for her cash app. We sent her a hundred dollars directly and dipped. She wasn't even mad. Fuck that. And fuck this establishment. Well, even if you did that, I wouldn't consider it wise to post that on Twitter. That has 11,000 likes. So I don't like the way a restaurant treated me. Therefore, I'm justified in stealing a $300 yeah. meal from them. Sounds about right. And um, as you mentioned at the top of the show, uh, any and all stereotypes <laughs> have been thoroughly destroyed by that reaction. I, I don't know what to say that. You, you you fought you felt like you were being profiled or stereotyped so your reaction was to fulfill, fulfill a stereotype stereotypes, yeah. well done well played <sighs> all right that's all i got unless you you have any hot jogger takes before we move on i mean maybe there he was dispelling a stereotype because he tipped <laughs> okay wait delayed rim shot let me find it you earned one all right Okay, well, let's let's catch up with chat and we'll call it a show. Pretty proud of myself. Um, Boogeyman nine one seven says, "Shake it, shake it, baby." I don't even know what that is referring. That's to. That's a reference to the intro because it was a Jackson Five remix. Oh, that's right. Mm -hmm. um, Daniel Kunkel, Maxine Waters is out there encouraging violence again, but Trump got impeached for telling people to go home in peace. Marjorie Taylor Greene is trying to have her expelled, but don't have much hope. Yeah, you it, just enjoy watching it burn. It's the only way to get through this. Yeah. Get your get your fiddles and your muskets ready. We will need both. Stop to madness said, "Good evening, blonde. How are you? Simultaneously looking better and worse tonight." <laughs> <laughs> a little dough from a base jogger. You keep jogging, man. Thanks for the tip. See the spelling. There you go. Yeah. Spelling stereotypes. David Blackstone. Argentina recently legalized abortion, and this week, a 23-year-old abortion activist died from complications after being prescribed an abortion-inducing pill. Yeah. <clears throat> Should we feel sorry for her? Um, well, uh, a lot of people don't know what they are doing. They really believe that it's a cluster of cells and they've been heavily indoctrinated by society. I think we should take pity on those people. And remember, Abby Johnson has had two abortions. 
That's true. Who knows what this 23 year old, she could have, she could have had an abortion and it could have changed her life. And then she could have been a pro-life activist for the rest of her life. Wow. You've gone soft. Must be pregnancy topics that do it. I don't know. I mean, I, I pray for people that have had abortions. I do. Because that, you know, that is, that must be such a heavy weight to carry. Oh, no, no. They'll tell you how much it empowered them. Think, um, busy Phillips and others, the, the, the women who've had abortions and shriek about it are clearly very satisfied with their decisions. Yeah. If they were actually satisfied with their decisions, they wouldn't need to talk about it all the time. Correct. The lady doth protest too much. Um, knuckle hunky buck. While this show can't careful. (laughs) Sorry, dude. It, it can't it well I, we can say that it can't cure a non-specific um virus hypothetical of of current relevance mm. it actually can uh, help prevent aids i'm pretty sure you can make all the false medical claims about aids that you want yeah i think there's no susan policy on that um bravo victor says as an effective way of maintaining his culture frank and co did nothing wrong uh, am Frank I company? I don't know. I don't know the reference. Am I retarded? I don't. Yeah, I don't. That one's over my head. I don't know. I'm Cameron sorry. Alexander. Man. Ontario banned golf. And yet we have blue checks on Twitter who say the latest lockdown is not strong enough. Also unrelated, but the Ontario minister of sport is an obese <laughs> woman. What the fuck is me, the minister of sport? Let me look it up. Why is that a thing? Are tax dollars paying for that? Who do we got? Lisa McLeod? Canadian politician serving as a progressive conservative member of the Legislative Assembly of Ontario. She's the Minister of Heritage, Sport, Tourism, and Culture Industries. Um, well, I don't know. You, you be the judge. This is her. I think. I think this is who you're referencing. Did you just send me something? Oh, no. I was putting it up on screen. Lisa, Mc, I, I can oh. send it to you. We'll just Google, okay, I'll Google it. Lisa, Mac, it's McLeod, M-A-C-L-E-O-D. Oh, M-A-C. Oof. That's a big Minist- bitch. Minister of Sport, I guess. Whatever. <laughs> um, Where was I? Uh, Lazarus longs as if it takes riots for there to be a change, then so be it. If people are justifiably outraged at another needless death and the police need to make a change, enough is enough. No more female cops. I hear you. <laughs> that was here. the one angle I thought. Can BLM and Blonde like actually find an alliance on this? No more female cops. And actually, um, I'm not even dismissing the position outright because I th- the idea that you're going to take a job that requires at times physically overpowering someone and treat it as though that's irrelevant to the job, I think is, yeah, is foolish. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. Um, Nathan, I had the Rona three weeks ago. It was rough, like a bad flu, but I recovered and I'm 48. You'll be able to get the antibodies naturally blonde. I don't think I have coronavirus. Mm. I, I didn't lose my sense of taste and smell. I'm not running a fever. This feels a lot like allergies. Mm. I don't know. Um, Dallas Elgin says, my Dixie wrecked. Am I? I, I, if I saw that one coming, I would have warned you, but I actually didn't see it until you had already said it. Well played. That, that was pretty good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh no. People on telegram are already clipping that one out. Yeah. I see you guys. (laughs) I can't believe that I fell for that. There's one in German coming up. I'm not going to read it. Uh, Kaylee Isserhoff. Isserhoff. 
pissed off an Ontario cops called on friend's kids, six and eight years old, on trampling with a friend in their yard, and they showed up. People are snitching. That'll be the day I show papers to leave my house. Yeah, it's a real problem. Unbelievable. It, calling it's the unbelievable. cops on trampolining children. On, on trampoline children. Yeah. What the hell is What's wrong, wrong with, with people? The- um, I bought Pian a big donation. Thank you so much. Welcome back from the land of uh, wind and ghosts. I can't believe you were banned. And still no hit piece. One day. Thank you. I think I it, am not going to be niggardly. I think it counts as a hit piece. It's it, again, it's one of those <laughs> hit piece adjacent things. I always get the tangential peripheral stuff, but never the actual thing. Dixie wreck. <laughs> you can't say it again. Um, it's too late now. Beats says blonde's flu voice is adorable. I don't have the flu. Yeah. Um, they, they, if so, it would be the first documented case of the flu in Idaho on the year, so <laughs> it can't know. be that. It would be a medical anomaly. Um, yeah. Hi, guys. My husband and I watch your stream weekly as our cure for the pre-Monday blues. Oh, significant other to my, um, or shout out to my hunky bubby, Kyle. Congrats on all of the wonderful and exciting things happening in your lives. Thank you, Oh, well, Mickey. thanks. And thanks for so uh, nice. making us a part of your Sunday night. That was kind of the thinking on the, I always like doing kind of a, re, a weekly recap thing, but Sunday nights are always kind of like a bummer. They, yeah. You kind of dread They're Sunday night because you're thinking yeah. about what's going to happen on Monday. So that was kind of the thinking on the choice to do a Sunday show. <sighs> yep. Um, David K says, good to have you guys back. Trovo and DLive suck. You need to find out how to stream from the website. I mean, we, we do what we can. If you, if you can build me the infrastructure to do it, uh, yeah, no, I would love we're that. Listening. Um, it, there are some other options that are developing that are intriguing. So I don't think we're going to be limited to DLive or Trovo exclusively, but, um, but we, you know, we make use of the tools that we, that we have. Thank you, man. Incompetent hands. Matt, watch a movie with a kid on the way. Soon annoying cartoons will play 24-7 and you'll beg for squib blood and odd numbers of boobs. <laughs> if Wiki is for, spree, for free speech and blonde is a champion of women's suffrage, then blonde is a champion of women's suffrage. <laughs> That'll be the Feel day. better, blonde. Yeah, really. Thank you. Uh, Long Don John says, Matt, you asked where was Adam Toledo's mom when he was getting involved in gangs. I have a better question. Where was his dad? Yeah, well, where where are either? And <laughs> yeah. and to your point, I have not seen any mention of Adam uh, Toledo's dad. Period. His mom is out there blaming everybody else every which way, and the cop for not shooting him in the leg or some nonsense. Um, but I don't. He had I a gun, even, right? Yeah. It's very. He did, and it's very complicated because he ran away from the cops, and then he tried to throw the gun behind a fence. So he threw the gun behind a fence, and then turned around abruptly and put his hands up, and he got shot because the yeah. cop knows that you're armed and you're behaving very erratically. And then everybody circulates one image of him with his hands up the yeah. the split second before he shot without showing you the gun he was carrying the entire time prior. Yeah. I mean, what what are, what are people supposed to do? What are cops supposed to do in these situations? I, I don't blame the cop at all. And I think no. uh, for, for a mom to be like, why'd you shoot my son who was out on the Chicago streets hanging out with gangsters at three in the morning? Like, yeah, mom, maybe you did a bad job. Maybe that's yeah. why. He didn't do nothing. Um, David C says, thank you for the Sandy safe space, but I feel like I'm going insane. The media and politicians are always lying or twisting facts. What do we do? Legal man. I want to do something, but don't know how I can. Unpopular opinion. You can't do anything. Just watch the world burn. It's fine. Have kids. <laughs> you can't. Oh, I think that everybody, like I said, when I have conversations with people in my personal life, just kind of privately, there are a lot of people who are pretty warm to my general perspective. Um, they're just kind of afraid to talk about it. So if you give people like those little nudges and a little room to even, you don't even have to agree with them or try to convince them to agree with you. Just 
have those try to try to plant the seeds of bravery and doubt in people. I shouldn't say doubt critical thinking. It's not that I want people to agree with me for the sake of agreeing with me. I think the number one thing that we're losing beyond our value of, of freedom is a, uh, an approach of critical thinking by default. That is to say, I yeah. won't automatically believe what I'm told just because of the person who tells me. Uh, if you can get people talking about that sort of stuff, you're doing your part 100%. I guess. It's pointless. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I'm so black-pilled. I don't know what to do about it. Uh, Damien <laughs> McHugh says, remember Kyle Rittenhouse. How could we forget Kyle Did they get him? Is he gone? I don't know. He's breaking news tonight? Not that I know of. Uh, Mount Hood, proper registered vehicle, no stop, no warrant, no cuffs, no resistance, no shot. He made three mistakes, which directly led to the incident. Remove any one. He's still breathing. She made one big one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I did he deserve to die? No. Did he greatly increase his chances of dying by his own choices? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, <coughs> Calvin 58 uh, against stupidity. The gods themselves contend in vain. I don't read things in other languages, just in case they came from my phone. <laughs> yeah. Um, Angel Spawn, no note. Thank you, sir. Stop the madness. Feel bad. Didn't know you were sick. Also, can we get more attacks, defensive attacks on CNN? Defen uh, yeah. Clearly it was provoked. Yep. Uh, yeah. It's just funny how those those have no implications for the free press. Those are just fine. Yeah, of course. Uh, Pep says, Matt, thank you for all the advice on my son. I meant to continue the conversation, but life's been crazy. What I've learned is have the police keep and destroy the gun. Thank you. For oh, all sure. You oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. I think that's well, a good solution. I, I'm sure, as I said, I don't think there's any one right solution in the situation that you're in and Godspeed to your family. And I, I'm glad to hear that you're doing a little bit better, or I hope you're doing a little bit better. Um, I know that what you've gone through is um, incredibly tough. And I know that from experience. So uh, all the best to your family. And, and I'm glad that you've reached decisions that are right for you. And mm -hmm. thanks for uh, supporting the show. Um, Kay Drake says, here's some money to buy soup for your families. Thank you. Keep them well fed. Thanks. Really well. Docs and rule. That's exactly what Mad Max did back in the nineties with the LA riot. Mm. Uh, what is exactly that? The incitement. Is that what he's talking about? Al oh. Sharpton's incitement. Oh, Maxine Waters. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, procrastination station. I, I gotta be honest. I don't give a single shit about these recent shootings. These are grown men that can't follow basic instruction. Stopping stupid. Yeah. Well, I'm inclined to agree. I'm, I'm not really emotionally invested in any of these. What about you? The, well, there have to be limitations on just, just comply. You know, I, I mean, in general, my, my, I, as I've mentioned before, I've had a police officer get physically forceful with me over wanting to see my concealed carry permit. Yeah. And it, had I decided to behave erratically and run away or try to get in my car and drive away, he probably would have shot me much the same. Yeah. The, the, the trouble I have with the just comply argument is that there are unjust laws that should not be complied with in general. <laughs> and there are ways yeah. to fight those laws politically or, you know, even um, uh, the way that the Declaration of Independence prescribes. Let's put it that way. But I think that when you decide if a law is unjust and shouldn't be followed, you still have to be intelligent about your decision intelligent yeah. and moral about your decision and, and how to how to resist it and if you're facing an arrest that you think is unjust your odds of defeating the arrest in the heat of that moment they're not uh, good almost zero like you're just, just wait, not going to win it out yeah. and you have court options you have other options the fight continues if you've been un if you've been unjustly detained but right. just from a general 
tactical perspective, you're not going to win that fight. Um, and you're probably not going to live if you start behaving the way that, that these people are behaving. Noah Harris. Hi guys. First time donating, but I've been listening for a while. Just wanted to say I'm a big fan. My girlfriend is watching tonight too. I'd love it if you shouted her out. Her name is Nicole. Hi, Nicole. Well, thank you, Nicole. And uh, if you made it this far into the show, double thank you. And uh, Girlfriend, Noah, when are you going to put a ring on it? I'm girlfriend. sure he will soon. And if you, if, if, if Noah listens to this show, he's obviously a catch, so he won't delay, That's I'm true. sure. Uh, I like to put pressure on people to get married, not knowing anything about their personal lives, their yeah. ages. or Yeah. Um, John Gray says, Chauvin is facing three charges, second degree unintentional felony murder, third degree depraved mind murder, and second degree manslaughter, none of which require intent. Well, I'm unclear. I'm unclear on the int- so the second degree um the second degree murder or the the, the felony murder. I'm right. unclear uh, I I need someone to clarify for me like a lawyer who's clear Is on it this. unintentional murder manslaughter? Um not necessarily negligence I suppose. Difference between lack of intent and negligence. Well, anyway, what I'm getting at is the felony murder, does there have to be intent on the part of Chauvin to commit the felony that resulted in the death? Can the felony assault that they have to prove to get that second degree murder charge, the felony murder charge, can that be accidental? I don't know. We should probably find this out. I was under the impression that it is not, that there is an intent necessary for the felony assault that created the murder might not have been intentional, but the felony assault was, is my understanding Mm -hmm. of how the law plays out there. But I, I'm not an expert in that area, so take my word with a grain of salt. Um, I was under the impression that the, in any non-murder charged in, charge encompasses uh, a lack of intent. Yeah, the uh, yeah. I don't I even. Gen- I didn't even know you could have a you could have a felony unintentional murder charge. Yeah, the distinction between murder and manslaughter would be intent, as far as I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, second degree. Or on the uh, depraved, the third degree depraved mind murder. I don't even understand how that applies. I frankly, I'd be shocked if Chauvin is convicted on that charge because generally that that's you're committing an activity that is so reckless that you should know that it will put people at risk of death. The, the idea is like shooting into a crowd, dropping bricks off a freeway, that sort of stuff, and it's just doing it indiscriminately. But he wasn't doing anything indiscriminately. He was doing it to George Floyd because George Floyd was subject to arrest. So I don't even understand how the third degree murder charge even applies. Are we sure it's not second degree assault that he's being charged with? Yeah. So the felony, the theory on the second degree murder charge is that it's, it's a felony murder charge. So the idea is that Derek Chauvin committed a felony assault against George Floyd that uh, resulted, okay. that in, resulted the in, in the death of George okay. Floyd. So you would have to prove a felony assault to prove the felony murder. That's because, really stupid. That's yeah, hard. but that's the legal theory there. Um, Photobet says, I appreciate y'all's show. I need the help this week. I don't know about the boomers rising up. My father has become blackpilled and now talks about peacefully surrendering instead of even making boating jo- jokes. Oh, man. I, I understand that perspective. I mean, I'd be so pissed off if I were old right now. Like, been lied to my entire life. No boats? We really have fallen. I know. Rafael Salvador. Hey, guys, just found out I got the coof after a week, um, a week after getting the vaccine, no less. Nothing serious for me, though, bro and his friends got pneumonia. I hope you guys have a safe mm. week. Crazy stuff ahead. I'm well, sorry to hear that. Get better. And thanks for tuning in. Mostly peaceful gun owner. Matt and I once made love, but it was taking too long. So I had to promise to pull out by September 11th. 
<laughs> the Joe, it was Joe Biden style. Yeah, that's what that was. Ralph DeLong, uh, why are you guys doing your show right in the middle of The Walking Dead? Uh, check your website for a pleasant surprise. Half is for Blonde's new baby, and the other half will be held in trust for a new mini mat when he sh- when he shows up. Oh, I, well, thank you so much. I the will Walking take Dead's your word on? for it, and I will I will check um, after the uh, stream is over. And um, thank you for supporting. The we show. love you. You're very special. That's very kind of you. And I guess the um, I haven't watched The Walking Dead since probably 2016 somewhere in there hmm. i guess it's still running i don't know didn't um didn't what's his face leave the show andrew lincoln the uh the rick grimes didn't he leave the show a while back i think hmm. um squirrel says have you heard anything about women having messed up periods and even miscarriages after being around someone who's gotten the kufax i'm 35 weeks and i'm worried to be honest uh I have heard that, but I just don't see a biological mechanism by which that could even be possible. There's some like transmissible thing that comes from a vaccinated person. That's the theory. Yeah, I'm I'm not buying it. And mm. at 35 weeks, uh, you can't you can't even have a miscarriage anymore. Your chance mm. of stillbirth is so low. I I just wouldn't worry about that. And I am a straight up hypochondriac, so don't worry squirrels and congratulations get ready for that push your poor vag um jm says <laughs> congrats oh i gotta skip this one knuckle hunky buck um if they unpack the court they should probably watch out for people to unraid the capital or unburn it down yeah. <laughs> coming soon yeah go oh, lord God. i can't careful no. yeah <laughs> i'm sorry dude matt's my favorite youtuber blah 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 Banned immediately. Can't say any of it. Thank His you. favorite band is um, synonymous with a something that definitively treats an ailment and ends it. And uh, he he's, he likes uh, his favorite beer is Corona. So if you put all those together. Yeah. Let's see. Alexandria Hawk, Kansas City area meetup this Saturday. Email Alexandria in the contact sheet for details and Discord info. You heard it here. Laurel says, Ping 3, my boyfriend, doesn't do super chat, but he wants to point out that Blonde is overexposed and looks like Vicky Vale and or European Asian <laughs> girl. I am really overexposed. I have this ring light, and I think it's just like too much light. Well, we're also dealing with a uh, impromptu studio at the moment. So, yeah. you know, we make do. Yep. Uh, all the best to Ping 3. Now we have two Ping 3s, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, your baby's Ping 3. Yeah. But, no, he's got to be ping four. Lauren. Okay. He's well, I don't know who was first. I don't know what the timeline was here. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, Esoteric Unbound. Looking forward to some post-trial, mostly peaceful protests in Baltimore. Ironically, during riots, the folks downtown tend to be a little less murdery with 89 homicides already in 2021. We can use the break. Yikes. Mm. Um, Bath. I doubt tyrants ever consider anything they do a liberty thing. Ain't that true? <laughs> Fair point. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't seem to be a consideration. Bernuski says, you guys see the Utah report who doxed a paramedic who donated to Kyle Rittenhouse. Yes. We need to give them Maxine Waters treatment whenever we see them. That's outrageous. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't looked closely, but it's a, he's a paramedic and he was outed as having donated to the Kyle Rittenhouse legal fund back in September. And I can't remember what the consequences were. He was fired or something has happened to him simply because he gave, and he did so anonymously. Like one way or another, they dug this out. It's not like he put it on his Facebook. Like I, like Kyle Rittenhouse is awesome and you should donate too. He just did it anonymously and this was dug out one way or another. Wow. I had settings on this the whole time and I didn't even notice. Well, there you go. You learn something every day. Oh, that's way better. (laughs) 
Uh, it's well now it's kind of yellow and it's kind of you know. Okay, That's we'll figure it out now. when you're back in your normal <laughs> studio space. Uh, Square Hoops says Senator Ted Cruz said on Thursday that he will no longer be wearing a mask at the Capitol since he's fully vaccinated. Big boy, good for him. What he bitched out too? He got vaccinated. That's arguably worse than wearing a mask. Well, if he is going to stand up for freedom and uh, he's if he's going to make that stance, uh, then I will stand by his choices to do whatever he wants. As long as he's not trying to force me to have the jab or trying to control my life, I'll take that as a win. Um, knuckle hunky buck snitches get government funded universally accessible stitches <laughs> <laughs> that sounds fair <coughs> I need to reload after this one 2A education just want to throw to show a little support and thank you both for keeping up the good fight I gave you a shout out on Friday good luck again Susan thank you so oh, well, much thank you man and I know I know you've been uh, going hard on the channel it looks like it's working out so congratulations on uh, all the channel success and thank you for uh, helping people uh, just fighting the good fight in the second amendment perspective and giving people good information. We appreciate that. Um, let me see. Do, 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 do. Sorry. It takes me forever to unload reload. Um, the next one is esoterica unbound concerning the hum, the homunculus of public health fascism. Is that, is that, that word? I don't know. That's what it Will says. No one rid us of this troublesome secular priest, a priest defensively, Susan, I think I understand what you're getting at. I yeah. know what you're saying. Um, Evan M. I live in Ontario and this Stasi BS is too much for me. It's bad enough that I'm moving to a police state like the People's Republic of Britain in October. <laughs> I know. It's all lost. Wow. Will it get <laughs> better Wiseman. or worse? I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe worse. Mark Wiseman. Doug Ford, Ontario Premier, is the brother of crackhead Rob Ford, who was the mayor of Toronto, whose outrageous behavior made him the subject of late night comedians. It's just a little bit of crack. Just a and didn't he die? Yeah, he died in 2016. That's God, right. They, they look almost identical now that I'm looking. I guess I kind of thought they were the same person, to be honest. Huh. <laughs> I guess maybe they kind of are. Cuckoo star, Ontarian here. Our Washington Post, the Toronto Star, has been calling for Australia-style lockdowns for months. Predictably, they freaked when golf courses got shut down and it hit their lives. Yeah, That's sounds about right. Do, yeah. yeah. Thoughts and blogs. I had COVID. Matt and I made love. Then I didn't have COVID. <laughs> Coincidence? I don't think so. The, smartly phrased, and we appreciate that. Kelwin58. <laughs> Against stupidity, the gods themselves contend in vain. Is this Nietzsche? I don't, I don't know. know. I, uh, I'm not familiar, but thank you. Trent West. My opinion, there hasn't been a shooting in eight months. Now there's 45 shootings in 30 days. Yeah. That's clearly stage events to push an agenda. Yeah. They know it can divide and create mass effect to get it done. I, I just don't care about it. I'm not emotionally invested in any of this. I don't care at all. I don't care. It does seem, it does seem a little more common <laughs> than not these days after a few quiet years on the mass shooting front. Not that quiet, I guess. There were some major <laughs> ones, but it just seems like we're getting one every week now. Yeah, um, I don't care. I just... Should I give a shit about, about any of this? <laughs> uh, that's not a rhetorical that's, question. Like that's genuinely, up to you. that's up I'm, to you. I'm so checked out. Uh, Laurel says Ping Three says he was here first, and your baby has to change his name. He will not tolerate being unpersoned. <laughs> that's Just fair enough. That is All right, fair enough. Uh, over on There's Trovo. One more. One more. Oh, go for it. Pineapple girl, a big donation. I'm on the police chief advisory board for the city. I wish you all could see the faces in our meetings when I dismiss new recruits out of hand. Only because they're female, I will never approve a female beat cop ever. P.S. I'm female. <laughs> Based. We love you. 
You're very special. <laughs> Thank you for that. Appreciate it. Uh, let's see. Over on uh, Trovo Dakota Gym. Oh, I, I got you guys earlier. C2K says, uh, Canada, we felt Germany made a decent start in the 1930s, but missed the point. So we're perfecting <laughs> things. Papers won't be a problem as we'll just have you shot on site if you leave your assigned home unit. Don't worry about cops not agreeing. Our army of armed drones will soon see you to your death. <laughs> Okay. Oh my god. Chubby Stubby casting spells and gifting subs. That is much appreciated. Spud Ruckus as well. Chubby Stubby says nothing says great parenting like a 13-year-old out at 2 a.m. shooting off a gun with a 21-year-old non-family member. Convicted yeah. felon, by the way. He was the guy he was with. And I don't know if really? you caught it, but the guy so this on the Adam uh Toledo shooting, they what caused cops to approach them is they the they were shooting off this handgun that they had, and it was picked up by the uh uh, gunshot detection system that the Chicago police right, have. Right. So they approach them. The kid runs off with the gun. They arrested the 21 year old. And it's, it's speculated that the 21 year old passed the gun off to the kid because he's a 21 year old felon who would face serious penalty for being oh, found with a firearm, okay. passed it off to the kid and told him to run. The idea being if the kid is found with the gun, it's basically a non-issue. He'll get some, you know, uh ticky tack juvenile penalty, yeah. but it won't really matter. If that is true, that guy, as far as I'm concerned, effectively murdered that kid. I yeah, think, morally okay. speaking. He, it's like he a, a swatting situation or something like that. He, he deliberately kind of put him in a deadly scenario, yeah. Yeah. So if that is what happened, uh, that guy needs the book thrown at him. And he already has a child endangerment charge against him, that 21-year-old. Thanks. Let's see. Over on uh, DLive. Uh, Christopher Pack says Freedom Forum video has more dislikes now. Oh, so you went to the Susan Wiki Wiki uh, award video. I'll have to watch it in full. I didn't catch all of it, but maybe it's worth checking out for the comedy factor. Okay, and then we'll check in with um, with Tippy Stream, and we will call it a night, guys. Where did I leave off? Um, oh, Phil says um, I always got to be careful with Phil. Phil's trying to get me. <laughs> there were two BLM marches through my majority white hometown last summer boomers around me noticed that it wasn't confined to the cities tucker talking about the adl was also helpful the hour is late but there's still sand in the hourglass huh. it's uh yeah i i i, I really i'm not exaggerating when i think the next couple of weeks are going to be historical in this country like defining yeah. they, major they definitely moments. will yeah yeah so I hope for the best, but certainly if you're in not just Minneapolis or the surrounding area, but any urban center, prepare for the worst, because I think we are going to see some of the worst uh, coming. And uh, I certainly hope not. I hope we're not talking about any of that stuff, but everything is perfectly primed to be very, very awful very, very quickly. So we'll see. Yukon yep. uh, Don says, get well, blonde. Both of you uh, take good care. Uh, thank you, Yukon Don. We appreciate your support for the show uh, and uh, all of your kind words and thoughts very much. And I think we're all set if we're good on YouTube. Yeah, we are. Thank you guys so much. We're a little early. That's great. Wow. I hear I thought the show was going to go way too long tonight. So I actually cut some things. But, uh, you know, you never know exactly how long it's going to take. Anyway, um, Appreciate you guys hanging out with us, of course, and keeping us in touch with the facts and bearing with our makeshift uh, studio space from an undisclosed location. We always appreciate that. 
If you'd like to uh, listen to more of the show, if you can't get enough, there's more material over on the audio platforms. All of Blonde's interviews are up there. We have the call-in show replays. Some other stuff you might not find on YouTube, so check those out. Sneeze? Yeah! <laughs> no satisfaction. You All stole right. it. It was coming. <laughs> Uh, you can find everything else show related on the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com. We got all the merch store up there, all the video material. You can contact us, all that. Uh, in the meantime, we will be back next Sunday if it pleases Susan. Because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not Meet the Press. It is the Matt and Blonde Show. We'll see you then. Have a great Bye, week. Bye, guys. <laughs>